0: Thunder Talk is brought to you by Frontier Outfitters and Century Hardware, your source for outdoor gear in interior Alaska. It's a locally owned, long-time Fairbanks business that I've shopped at since I was a kid, and they've always done a great job of carrying a wide variety of quality, proven gear that'll tackle whatever Alaskan tasks you need it to. Frontier Outfitters always stays current with gear for the season and whether you're bear baiting in the spring, fishing or dip netting in the summer, looking for game bags and gears for moose camp in the fall, or need to stock up on trapping lures, get a new spud bar, or just need some bait for your winter burbot sets, they've got you covered. They always carry a wide variety of Alaskan proven clothing and boots, camping gear, meat processing supplies, lots of guns, ammo, reloading and shooting supplies, as well as gun safes. Downstairs in Century Hardware, you'll find your snow machine and ATV accessories like sleds and hitch pins, gun boots, hot grips, as well as a full selection of marine and boating parts and accessories. They really go out of their way to stock quality, useful equipment, and it's truly one of those great hometown sporting goods and hardware stores that every town needs to have. Whether you're gearing up for a hunting or fishing trip, working on that never-ending home improvement project, or you just need to rehandle an axe, it's usually a one-stop shop. Frontier Outfitters is located on 3rd and Olds Dees in Fairbanks, and they have a second location out in North Pole, so make sure you stop in there and tell them you heard about it on Tundra Talk. This episode of Tundra Talk is also brought to you by Hedgecock Group Real Estate, a local brokerage that can cover your real estate needs in the Fairbanks area, whether it's residential, commercial, or just undeveloped property. The Hedgecocks have been active in the Fairbanks and North Pole real estate market since the early 80s and have put together a team that really reflects the diverse needs of homebuyers in interior Alaska. With a brokerage team made up of multi-generation Fairbanks locals, transplants, and military veterans, they really understand the unique aspects of living in the interior and what that means when it comes to shopping for a home in general, buying land to build a home, and they also understand the situations that many military members are in when needing to buy or sell a home in Fairbanks. This is really a unique place to live, and whether it's learning why some houses have water holding tanks instead of wells, how much it'll cost to heat a given house, or just what recreational opportunities are close by, they're here to help you. More than simply acquiring or building a piece of property, they can help you find the right property in the right place and help you learn from their experience. The Hedgecock Group offices are on Noble Street in Fairbanks, and if you want to get in touch with them, visit www.fairbanksakhomes.com.
1: that's how you do it
0: all right welcome back to tundra talk everybody it's been uh been a while and uh, sorry for that it's just been everyone's been going balls to the wall all fall i mean like Well, all summer, too. We didn't use... I don't know. We're just, like, going to make a clean break, like, fresh start. So, uh, yeah, we got a lot to talk about. I can't even cover all of it tonight. Dr. Schultz is MIA, so I'm going to, like, withhold most of, like, our sheep and moose. I think we need to do, like, a sheep sheep hunting episode and then a moose hunting episode, and, well, we'll talk about whatever. You guys got plenty to talk about, so... Um yeah. Anyway, tonight we have uh Mr. Mark Horse is back. Pretty much the only one who like got cheap blood on his hands this year of yeah. us. Uh-oh. <laughs> Spoiler. And uh Mr. Nick Mookie, short timer.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh our resident Russian Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Someone commented about your Russian <laughs> your Russian accent that you were doing when well, way oh, back yeah. when, yeah mr connor owen yeah is back so yeah glad you guys could all come over it's been like been like herding chickens trying to get anything done you know but everybody that's just that, the way I mean, it goes yeah. everything everybody's busy going gangbusters trying to trying to do a million things what's so funny
2: oh, i was just laughing <laughs> the russian accent
0: <laughs> that was funny yeah He's not going to do it, is I'll he? I'll
1: do it. <laughs> Everyone's like, oh, he's going to do it real fast. I'll do it. I'll do it. <laughs> He'll come out.
0: Yeah. So, anyway, yeah. So, I haven't done this in a while. <clears throat> it's been a while. What do we yeah. talk about? What do we talk about? I don't know. Probably politics? some sheep hunting stuff. Oh. Yeah. Politics probably not the best idea. <laughs> 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 but, Mark, yeah, well, it's been a while since you've been on... um. You're like full up running your 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 registered guide now. Mm-hmm. Hitting yeah. the big time.
3: Yeah, I don't know about that.
0: Dollar but. bills just rolling. <laughs> <laughs> Not so
3: much. I'm pretty sure it probably ran the least expensive sheep hunt in Alaska this year.
0: Yeah. Well, but. that's okay. Well, tell us about it, man.
3: Uh, yeah. So this, well, last year I established my own business, but this is really the first year, kind of doing my own thing, <clears throat> and I had. A past client booked for the opener this year, and he's Canadian. So he, I actually had him booked last year, but they had mandatory quarantine when he gets back, like 14 days, and he couldn't afford to do that. So last year, we pushed back to this year, and this year, they kept the border closed, and same thing until, what, late July, maybe they lifted it? Yeah. Or early August? Yeah. August 9th So it was like early June, and we're like, we got to decide if... We're going to try to do it or push it back to next year. And we ended up pushing him back. And then, uh, I rebooked it with another guy, a guy that hunted goats with me last year. And uh, a few weeks later he called and said he had to have surgery that was going to have like a 10 week recovery or something like that. He couldn't come. So this was like probably three or four weeks before the season. Um, so I had a cancellation hunt. And uh, ended up picking up this young guy from Montana, picked it up and um, kind of did it as cheap as I could possibly do it to yeah you did yeah. just to get <laughs> yeah. get somebody in there. I don't know if you yeah, you heard the price.
2: Well, yeah, he Tyler told me about it when you when you mentioned that you had a cancellation on. So I I texted a bunch of folks and they're like, it's just too late. I can't not like I can't go right now but yeah. if you had a couple months there'd have been people knocking down your door. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: And once I mean yeah, once you know one guy that had a little bit more following put it out on social media I got calls. Um and the first guy really he kind of commit to it and uh I mean he was lucky he did when he did cuz I kept yeah. getting calls. Um so yeah, I, I ran it as cheap as I could and then with a kill fee you know if we were successful because you know i'm kind of working my way into new areas areas i haven't really hunted much at least specifically for sheep so so it was a little bit exploratory in ways um but he was up for it and uh he brought a friend and um the friend was a really good asset actually um, we ended up flying in super early. We went on, on the fifth, which is real early, yeah. mm-hmm. you know? Um, but I knew we had some ground to cover.
0: Well, and those were your dates too, that you already had like lined up. Yeah. Cause in. that
3: original hunter, the Canadian was, he's a farmer. He kind of wanted to be done as early as possible. He's like, I want to shoot on opening day. If at all possible, it's go early, try to get on something and sit on something. Get ready, Yeah. So he wanted to be done as early as possible. That and between with the air taxi, it was like, that's what was available. So we went for it. Um, We got dropped off on the morning of the 5th and uh, we covered a bunch of ground that way that day we had a quite a ways to hike. Um, So we covered, all we did was cover ground and then second day same thing um and then we started getting weather There was a lot of rain the days leading up to the opener where we were this year and
0: yeah there was we, everywhere
3: we, <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah uh we were still able to get out a little bit every day and do some looking around but it it kind of hampered we had low visibility quite often during those three days, but every day we at least got out for a few, few hours and hiked here and hiked there and looked over ridges and things like that. Um, I think it was the eighth we got, you know, kind of in the middle of where I wanted to be. Um, we decided to split up and look over a few different spots to look in different drainages. And we did that. And, uh, I ended up spotting a group of sheep that day that included one ram that that looked like it had a chance. Um, there was a few using and lambs, and then there was a small group of, I think it was six six rams, um, but only one had a chance. Um, <clears throat> so we camped that night, and then the next day, the ninth. Um, they were close enough. We could get to those rams in a day, but I kind of wanted to see if we could move camp closer and, um, you know, be right on them first thing on the 10th, potentially do, you know, a night stock type of thing. Um, so we, we made a big climb to get over into their drainage and I thought we could hopefully tuck out of sight. So this was on the ninth. We got up to where we could see them and, um, they started making a big move in our direction, so they cross this this really big, broad, low saddle towards us, coming to the ridge that we were on, and they were, it looked like they're gonna kind of angle away from us out of sight. So we're like, well, we could after they move out of sight, we could drop down into this bowl and camp there tonight and we'll get on them in the morning or we could camp up in the saddle that where we were up high right now. Um, or we could drop down to where we were.
0: It's so stressful <laughs> it is. Yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah, you never know because you you just don't know which way they're gonna go. And they moved out of sight, and we're like, I was like, okay, let's let's watch for a little bit, and then maybe we'll go up over the ridge and peek on them and see what they're doing, mm-hmm. and make our decision then. So we did that, and we. We climbed up, took a look, couldn't see them. So we came back to the saddle where we ditched our packs, and we looked around to where we last see them, and they were, like, they were marching our direction.
0: Oh, man. Yeah,
3: it's like they came there, and they z- zigged that way and zagged right back. Had you even had a chance towards. to, like,
0: look them over real good yet?
3: <clears throat> well, we watched them for a while, but it was it was really patchy visibility, yeah. clouds in and out. How and, far away were and they? And windy. Um, we were looking probably it was probably twelve to fifteen hundred yards okay I think it was under a mile yeah so not far by any means right um and it was again that one ram was like i didn't really think he was legal he didn't have impressive mass he I mean he was by no means anywhere close to obviously legal yeah um but still close enough that it warranted a closer look so um i wasn't holding my breath on that but anyways we got back to the saddle back by our packs and and they were moving our direction quickly and it was like all right i mean all we can do is bail back off down to where we were and hope they don't smell that we've been here Mm. because they're i mean that's obviously where they're going right through the saddle the you know the path of least resistance um so, we did that, bailed to the bottom and set up camp and uh and hope for the best the next morning, we got going early and started making a climb and before long, I glanced up and saw them straight above us i mean i had gone I had gone like back in the drainage to get yeah. a better vantage yeah. point to look up before we started moving, didn't see them. So we started climbing, and before long, I looked up there, and all of a sudden, they're right there, right above us. Oh man! But there was no, this was, you know, no way to make an approach mm-hmm. on them, and there was going to be rising thermals and all that sort of stuff. So, so we dropped back down, and it looked like there was enough contour to the ridge that we could get behind a little rise and and you know come up another shoot. And I thought the wind would be good, so we did that, got up to their elevation and started moving back towards them, um, you know, creeping along, just looking at the skyline as you go, waiting to bump into them, never bumped into them. they they had vacated again, but it was like our wind was good the whole time. They were never they never when we could see them, they never appeared to be alerted to us right yeah um so i was like i don't think we spooked them i think they're just doing sheep things they're on the move or something um but we ended up catching sight of them over through this other saddle that we had traveled through originally um like uh three quarters of a mile away we caught them slipping through there um so we climbed to the highest point, and we could see it looked like they were bedding back mm. in that bowl, so uh we either had to drop back down into the bowl and make a big climb up or do a big side hill contour. We ended up doing the contour route um which was really time consuming i mean it <laughs> yeah. was yeah it's there's not nice shale in that country; it's big yeah. talus it's all no. big talus fields, you know, the two to three foot boulder fields that are
2: sometimes those are nice walking on and other times are just spread out too much where it's not comfortable yeah yeah (laughs) it
3: can be hit and miss for sure um but regardless it took quite a while for the most part they were stable though you know there was a couple patchy spots where they shifted a little bit that kind of is pretty eerie um but for the most part it was doable it was just time consuming anyways we worked our way through there and slipped through the saddle and and we located one of the rams initially so okay they're here um all i could ever see then initially was two two really small ones like two Mm -hmm. three-year-olds um but they were bedded so it was like is there enough contour there that the rest of them are bedded in there and hidden it didn't look like it um so was like well did they split up some go up over the top or are they in here and and then watch for like 10 minutes and i caught a glimpse of another horn so you could tell there was enough contour in there that yeah. it was it was hiding something so we tried shifting a few different spots to see if we could get a better vantage point <clears throat> but uh it wasn't happening um nothing was better so we just waited them out and it ended up not being too long it was like 40 minutes it feels long but it's really not yeah. i mean you can wait a lot longer oh, than yeah. that you know <laughs> i've waited out mountain goats for like <laughs> 6 or 7 hours so. um not bad at all eventually uh the rest of them stood up and that ram was there and it took just a little bit of looking that i got that the right view mm-hmm. um I thought I was estimating I couldn't, I didn't really count rings, but estimating, um, just briefly, I thought it was probably seven. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's, that's partly because, so in 2013 was a really bad spring. So the biologists think <clears throat> in interior Alaska here, there's very few sheep in the eight year old class this yeah, year. Right. <clears throat> so, and this didn't look like a nine year old by any means. So yeah. I was thinking seven-year-old. Um, <clears throat> but eventually I got that, you know, that perfect look. I knew he wasn't going to pass the stick test. Not bol- He's not double-broomed. Um, but he eventually got that, that right look that he was, he'd make, you know, the perfect circle test, mm-hmm. which is, you know, it takes the right angle sure. and all that stuff when it's when it's right there. Um, and he was there, so I gave the go-ahead and he blasted him and we had... An opening day ram <laughs> nice. after nice. after five days out there, but <laughs> yeah. nevertheless an yeah. opening day ram in a in a new area, and it was it was pretty satisfying. And um,
0: yeah, oh yeah, really, and you said really he was cool. nine. He was eight. Eight.
3: He oh, was eight. eight. Uh-huh. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So when we checked him in, they're like,
0: I don't think there's a lot of eight
3: year olds out there. You know.
0: No. Well, that's what I yeah. some of my, like, well, because I talked to I talked to one guy, one bio. To ask because i noticed and you know a couple of people pointed out it's like man it just seems like tons of young rams getting killed this year like squeakers mm-hmm. tons of them and uh and i i hadn't i hadn't heard that theory because it makes sense because we had, did have a bad spring in that 2013 you know but and talking to the one bio yeah he had said that there was like a lot of five and six year olds getting killed this year. Jeez. Jeez. Which is not great, you know. I don't, I try to, like, balance it with, you know, it's probably not the end of the world, but at the same time, you know, like, the sheep have got hit pretty hard all across the state, so it's like, yeah, maybe it's, <laughs> mm. you know, maybe it's time to, like, start being a little more picky, huh? Trying, trying to, yeah. I mean, and you, you know, aging sheep is tough, but you can, you, with a little bit of practice, like, you can know what, like... A really young sheep looks like as compared to yeah you know something that's like eight or nine or or a little older you know i don't know i probably shouldn't be shooting any more (laughs) (laughs) seven-year-olds
3: yeah it's one of those things that's it's easier said than done to yeah oh it is yeah
0: you know look out for
3: the greater good and say oh i'm only going to shoot yeah sheep. well
0: yep well when you like yeah you you know you got a client and you bust like you've just busted your asses and there's a legal sheep there and you know really like it's you know, when do they start breeding when they're four or five? Sure. You know, I, I think don't know. so. Yeah. yeah. If
2: people are shooting five and six-year-olds that are full curl, they must be <coughs> just dinks.
0: Oh right? yeah, There's, a lot, of, a lot yeah. of them that are just like squeakers that are like, hmm. like no, I mean they can't drop down
2: much, right? No. But they have to do a little to get full curl. I mean, right? Yeah, uh, I'd, I'd
0: walk away from them. Yeah. Well, yeah, like, it is it's it is easy to armchair quarterback it, but it's like, oh, I don't know, like makes me think my, for myself. I'm like, yeah, you know, I probably, yeah I you suppose. know, probably should just like, unless it's a real whopper. I mean, <laughs> the bets are off the table then, but. Well, once like, you get it, to,
3: what are you on, 14? Yeah, 14? I'm still in yeah. the less than 15 club. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> but. Yeah,
3: I heard a. Uh, when we were checking that one in they said somebody killed a four-year-old in toke
2: no i f- heard about the I tma of that. Yeah. yeah full curl yeah yeah full, Jesus. full curl the stupidest looking thing you have ever seen it looked like a banana all the way around
0: i mean yeah i heard some huh. about that i was like i wonder what was wrong with it or maybe it was <laughs> coke maybe it was coke Wallace was telling me
1: about that i've got one. a picture on my phone of it but it was the ram. Cole uh, Ram, so i like, like, hey, we need to kill this I'm like, ram. Yeah, some of these <laughs> rams are like
0: three years old. and Full It kind of <laughs> ought to be taken out of the gene pool. It's somebody, uh, you know, here when the gene pool is limited, we need to like <laughs> pare this down a little bit, maybe.
3: So they also said, I don't know if you've heard about the governor's tag holder. They also said they killed a small, small ram. Yeah, I think so. Tag. I don't know. I don't know who guided it or anything, but I heard that
2: too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like, no, the, the toke. Yeah, the toke that. Whole, like Eastern Alaska range got clobbered pretty good and yeah. you know I like I like to think that it'll yeah you know, it'll eventually come back but it just is gonna take time. But it's a bummer, you know yeah, so that's the so one it, thing that sucks, you know. And I like I would like to see the state doing more or allowing private guys to do more like some what some people would call "quote unquote" extreme predator control. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, I was like, but that's the one thing you can control. have any control yeah. over, like because you know, the weather. You know, yeah, the, you, know, you know, you need good weather. Yeah.
2: Well, the weather this but, year saved a lot of sheep too. In August, I would believe.
0: Oh, yeah, like in, in hunt, hunting weather, but <laughs> or, you know, yeah, like yeah, winters, we're, right? We're talking or springtime.
2: what we can control to maintain or yeah to you know, make the sheep population even better. And predator control is really the only thing that we have at mm-hmm. our disposal, yeah.
0: <laughs> and it works. Right. You know, I mean, like they proved that back in the yeah back in the old days
1: for sure. But uh, <laughs> well, yeah. congratulations, thanks, yeah, thanks, Heck, yeah, yeah. that's cool.
0: But uh, yeah, you got. Yeah, it was wet. It was so it yeah. was so nasty, windy. The theme of this year's like, you know, like I won't tell our story yet, but like just getting our asses kicked. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
3: yeah. Well, and the, yeah, that's all I saw when I come came out. Everybody talked about on the opener was real wet, but I mean, it was where we were. It was it was wet a lot, but it was manageable. It you could you had, had some like, vis- some visit workable yeah. visibility and every anyway, day yeah. there was there was. At least a few hours that it wasn't oh, that's, raining Yeah, you yeah. can get out and do something that's nice. you're yeah. not, you know, totally tent-bound or sitting in the rain. So, um, yeah, so I didn't think it was too bad.
0: So it hmm. was good. Oh, that's good. You remember you texted me like, don't, because I left a little bit later, and I think I was still home, I think, because we, we couldn't leave till the 11th, and... I remember you texting me, like, I let my weather, my, like, the summer weather, because leading up to August, it was hot. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. it was not, like, dry and nice. Yeah. And that, so you got a little cold, huh?
3: (laughs) Yeah, I said that. I kind of let the summer weather dictate some of my gear choices, like, right before. And I mean, I knew the forecast, I knew it looked like it was going to change in the next week. But I was like, you know, these two young whippersnappers from Montana showed up yeah and they were i mean they were light, they had light packs, and they were pretty were they dial- ready for it they yeah they were okay, they that's were, good. and they were pretty dialed um and so I was like, i mean, my pack was ten pounds heavier. it usually is yeah. when you're guiding anyways, like I've got my my emergency kit is pretty extensive, right. and you know there's just extras you kind of gotta have yeah. Um, yeah. but so then I was like pinching everything on like puffy gear i went with like the medium weight gear and i went with a yeah. lighter sleeping bag and a lighter pad than i probably usually would and i was borderline <laughs> I was, yeah uh, i was borderline comfortable um but beat it
0: yeah you made it yeah you go we piece. got a pretty good <laughs> yeah
3: i was well so without giving your story away too much i was telling these guys we could they started eating like crazy like i came in oh
0: yeah running out of food that's (laughs) my secret i came in with uh i
3: was like when they showed up they wanted to bring their own food and keep things simple um so i was like what's your guys food bags weigh so i was like 21 pounds for 10 days and then i was like you know we always throw in like two extra days Mm. worth of mountain house or something for emergency or whatever sure and uh the one guy's was like 15 pounds i'm like how how are you that light just didn't eat during the day or what yeah i guess he he snacks lighter or whatever but then he started having he started eating extra dinners
2: oh ooh, yeah you can't do that like
3: (laughs) doubling up on the mountain house i'm like Dude, there's I know we're done hunting. Yeah. We killed something and we're gonna be back to the airstrip, but that doesn't mean we're getting out of here. Yeah. Like that does not I, at all. Especially where we were landed and who we were flying with. They're conservative. We're yeah. I mean, if it's dicey not they're not running. coming. Yeah. So I'm, I'm like, there's no guarantee we get out of here maybe you just thought,
1: maybe they thought they could eat cheap for the next 4 well i mean that is true <laughs> we'd be fine yeah. it's
3: not like we're truly going to starve but i'm like yeah,
2: that's I, a bold probably, I wouldn't move. be doing that that's i had no 10 room. 10 days of food this year too and it weighed 13 pounds and i i, I just don't get hungry i really? eat it all i eat it all but i don't i don't get like i'm not well, starving see, Oh
3: man! I don't know. Like I'm always hungry.
2: I I know some guys like that. That well, you got that that high metabolism. Like you probably just
0: pound cheeseburgers (laughs) one after another and be. Oh yeah! When I'm home, I'm like
2: (laughs) I. I actually looked up the
3: other day. Bullshit. Ways to gain weight. <laughs> Did you really? I literally search that. I think Google. on Saturday I was a Google search. Google doesn't like, even have how a do you <laughs> I, I, I can't keep it on, especially this time of year. We can't find what you're Just, looking yeah. for. I get run Please down. One
0: of them guys has to like eat weight will, like, weightlifting weight gainer stuff. You're putting in <laughs> milkshakes with ice cream for yeah. breakfast or whatever. Yeah, That's a problem. No, yeah, that sucks.
1: I always pack but. more snacks than I do. Like, yeah. throughout, the, in the morning, I don't, I don't really eat, eat breakfast, but I'll eat, like, midday some snacks, but then after that, I don't really, eat. the next day I'll have this like, a whole bag of, you know, my daytime snacks, and I'm supposed to be mm. eating leftover, I just, I don't know. I just
2: I, knew I was going by myself, and I'm like, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to need a lot of food, I'm going to just eat what I want, and do what
0: I want. Mm-hmm. And,
2: but hungry you know, I hunter's like, a good hunter. Yeah, <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I did, oh, yeah. that's right. I never got hungry, yeah. but. I mean, I wasn't I wasn't eating all day. Yeah, yeah.
0: I don't know. Even when you I'm can... like hungry, I'll may, maybe like hit a few more snacks. But like, I don't know that I I've ever doubled on Mountain House. I just or nope. like freeze I don't think I could. Oh, I have. I don't get that hungry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no <laughs> biscuits and gravy. For biscuits dessert. and gravy yeah. is good. Yeah. I started bringing a little bottle of tapatia, or not tapatia, but sriracha in the field. Mm. That is a game changer. Know, see, yeah. 100% game changer. Moose,
0: see, yeah, maybe I need to start doing that. Moose, because I'm a Cholula man. Yeah, like yeah, like Cholula like, too. I started bringing a little bottle of that out to Moose Camp. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: A couple yeah. of the days, I though, it. I didn't eat at all during the day. I was so busy, I, I'd throw a bag of trail mix in my cargo pocket, and I would snack on that. And then when I get back to my tent at night or wherever I stopped, I would eat all my food for the day.
1: <laughs> so I'm like, I was hungry, but I wasn't yet. Yeah. <laughs> carb load, starving myself. <laughs> Got a carb load for the next day. When you're that
3: busy, though, that works. Yeah, it's it's like brown bear hunts when you're sitting all day. All that that you need clients fats. like clients will. I mean, they'll go through. Yeah, they're two days worth of because you,
1: yeah. you, you get bored yeah you get bored and all you do is i'm just gonna eat and right. if you're yeah. sitting
2: yep. still you need to eat to stay warm so i'm yeah I, I tend to bring more food on kodiak for sure than i ever would on a sheep hunt but yeah there's just more downtime right mm-hmm. i don't know if you're sheep hunting you're probably moving yeah yeah yep
0: man yeah what about so what about you connor like i can't I don't know which one. Our communication are we lines. about sheep hunting.
1: Sheep hunting. Okay, yeah. Still, <sighs> jeez.
0: Our communication lines have not been. But I heard kept hearing getting like bits and pieces. Of like, oh, oh, we're doing great. Ah, oh, tent blew up. Oh, <laughs> ah, yeah. We're still
1: out here. <laughs> so we went into uh, the spot my dad shot his ram in 2013. It was a nice. It was a 40 inch ram. Nice ram. Um, genetics are really good. Numbers kind of low, but. You know, we decided to shoot for it. I mean, he's pushing 60, so the chance of us getting in there and having a successful hunt just kind of dwindle every year. So we thought, this is a good year. Do you to tell him that? Well, yeah. He, <laughs> and he knows it. This I might mean,
2: be your last hunt, Dad. Yeah,
1: yeah. He knows it, too. Just, Let's go oh, yeah. for a walk, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> <Let's go laughs> walk so we get dropped off on a river and uh, the first quarter mile, busting through trees and alders, and we we got out of the trees and altars to what we thought was a clearing. It ended up being deadfall, like up to our chest. Oof. And it was deadfall in a field of... Uh, of uh, Dreams. Field of dreams. Field of dreams. That's right. <laughs> no, it was a field of uh, uh, fireweed that had been cottoning out. Oh, man. And there was fucking cotton everywhere. In my eyes, in my <laughs> nose, in my mouth, in my ears. It was absolutely miserable. Um the deadfall, you'd walk over one tree, and there'd be 10 more trees you got to walk over. It makes over. Feel so
0: much better. <laughs> was it hidden?
3: Like,
1: was all the deadfall hidden in the Yeah, it was, hidden, the, it was yeah. hidden underneath in the, the fireweed. Fire so yeah, we're yeah, like, dude. son of a bitch. So uh, we dropped back down to the river and then got to where we knew there were trees and just kind of busted up in, uh, above tree line. And then you we learned, were okay. We learned something, though, for the future. We
2: did. Don't walk where there's fireweed yeah. because there was a fire there. Well, <laughs> you probably got, <laughs> you probably <laughs> got deadfall, yeah. you know?
1: Yeah, it just was, well, it was deceiving because it wasn't, it was just white. It wasn't even, it didn't have the color of fireweed. It just looked clear because everything was cottoning out. So, um, it took us about two and a half days to hike back into sheep country. No, I'd say two days to hike back in sheep country. Um, first day wasn't too bad. Second day was pretty nasty. It was, we ran into rain and getting fogged in. So, kind of like you, we were hiking when we could and, you know, hunkering down when we had to, um but it was a spot where it's a lot of boulders, a lot of big rocks and uh my dad talked about it before but it had like that black moss that gets on top of the rocks. Oh yeah. And oh, yeah. then when it gets wet when it's, wet, it's fucking slime, slippery. Yeah. Like yeah. you take a step and you're gone. So we kind of watched out for that. Just slow hiking, just really slow hiking and we wanted to be up there sooner but we didn't and uh Day three and a half, four, we had spotted some sheep, but just using lambs, a couple small rams, um, but they're hanging kind of, they're hanging really low. It's like super low. We were at, we we saw their sheep we were at like 4,500 feet and they were at maybe 44 to 3,500 feet That's below us. That's
0: definitely on the lower, yeah, range, the weight, lower end like of the. Yeah,
1: they're way, kind of almost about, a little bit above the tree line. Yeah. So we are kind of surprised, um. And, uh, so we were, you know, kind of concerned about the sheep numbers and then we were also concerned about water. There wasn't a lot of water up there. So we had started taking our pack covers and stretching them out with rocks. So when it rained, you collect water and then kind of suck it out and then dump it, whatever we could into our water. You're smarter than some people. Yeah. This little teaser. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, we were, we were actually like using our tent too and putting our, uh, our uh, jet boils underneath the tent. So it just trickle into the tent and yeah. into the jet boil and kind of conserving water as much as we could. And, um, we got to this nice little, what we thought was a nice saddle, pretty high, um, good glassing point, good vantage point. And, uh, the wind, there's no wind. This is like at seven o'clock at night. No wind. We got, found some water, had dinner, and then the wind started picking up and it got worse and it got worse and it got worse. And, uh, we were by 10 o'clock at night, we were holding up our tent poles. Just kind of, I was on the SAT phone with my wife. I'm like, what's the weather supposed to be like in this location? So I sent a location on my in reach, and she's like, it says it's supposed to be like 20, 30 mile an hour gusts. I'm like, it is not 20, or 30 mile an hour. <laughs> I had one of the stone glacier tents, and it's done pretty well in the wind, but this was just, it was like un. Unlike anything I'd experienced It gets before. scary. Like when yeah, you're to oh the point yeah.
0: where you're having to sit up and hold your tent up and you're like, and it just keeps getting worse. You're mm-hmm. like, how bad? Yeah. How bad?
1: Maybe there's not a limit to how bad this could get. Yeah. So we had our feet against the wind and our head was, you know, facing away from it. And it was falling down and hitting our face. Our My whole tent was falling down and hitting our faces. Oh, man. And then we were, you know, sitting there holding it up with our feet and then... I had to go out and check the guidelines and it was like pushed, the wind was pushing me away from the tent. And yeah. when I went out, I had noticed our tent started ripping on top, like over, over like, so the stone glacier tent on the vestibules have like, has like a half pole and it was ripping across mm-hmm. the half pole. So we tried to get Leuco tape and, or is it Ke- Leuco tape? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. we tried to get Leuco tape and I'd take the Leuco tape off and just flap in the wind and get all crumbled in with itself. And so it was ruined. <laughs> and then, yeah. It was a fucking disaster. So um, and in the moment you're just like,
0: oh,
4: come
1: yeah, on. <laughs> yeah. It's so windy. <laughs> like
2: fixing, oh, it, it wouldn't have mattered what tape you had no. because of the wind. But in the future, that Tyvek tape is freaking awesome yeah. for tent repair. Yep, it is. And it's stickier and shit.
0: Yeah, and you can get yeah. it at any like Home Depot or hardware store yeah, or whatever. And By it, was, Amazon, it was it was cold, really, really
1: good. Yeah. We were like up in the clouds, and just the condensation from being or the moisture from the clouds. Would just suck right through your clothes, and it was—it felt like needles on any exposed part of your your body. It was just extremely cold and windy. <laughs> and then uh, we were holding the tent up, and I could feel like the tent poles like just slowly bending around my hand. I'm like, we got to get out of here. So it's like 1 a.m. We pulled our packs out from the fly. Just we didn't even put things in our in our stuff bags. We just stuffed them in our sleeping or we just stuffed them in our backpacks. Just I stuffed them in our backpacks. Took down the tent. I remember taking my my backpack out and all the only thing I didn't have my backpack was my tent. I took my backpack out. Oh, had my rifle too. I took my backpack out, set it outside the fly, and then I go back in to grab something and I look back out and my backpack's rolling down the mountain. Oh. The wind is pushing it down the mountain. <laughs> no. So I run I'm running out to my backpack, grab my backpack. I'm sitting on my backpack like a fucking saddle so it doesn't roll down the hill. Stuff my tent inside take my check trek- or take the tent poles apart give them to my dad so he can stick them in his pouch and put our headlamps on and just start hiking down the hill and it was still wet slippery couldn't see where we were really going we got clipped out a couple times and then uh finally made it to a like a somewhat nice rock covering and i took that kafaru super tarp and uh blew up our air mattresses put our puffies on got in our sleeping bags and just wrapped up in the in the uh super tarp and then took a couple of Percocet, <laughs> and just fucking out. <laughs> yeah, it was nice though. The Percocet was nice. It warms you up a little bit, and oh, I'm sure it <laughs> actually warms your... you up a little <laughs> yeah. bit. Off. Good thing you woke up. <laughs> yeah. So the next morning we woke up, is Bluebird out? We tried to fix the tent, but there was no fixing it. So, um, and actually, where the tent connects to the poles, it was started ripping the inner tent too. Hmm. So we we're like,
0: because that that. Is that Stone Glacier, is it, like, like, I've never actually messed with those, and it was, maybe it was prior to here, like, immediately, someone was telling us how awesome they were, like, prior to, and I think they're probably just fine yeah. for People most circumstances. The they're yeah. great tents, yeah. Um, is yeah. it, like, a typical, yeah. <laughs> like, my MSR, you know, you get a tent, you string your poles up, clip everything in, and then throw your rain fly yep, over there. that's the exactly tent. how it is, yeah, freestanding.
1: Yeah, it's a freestanding tent. Um Great. I mean, like I said, it is a great tent. I'm not trying to take anything away from the tent. It's just the elements just kind of got to it. I mean, I don't think there's anything we could have done to prevent that except not sleep on a saddle. That's probably it's the only it's thing. Saddles yeah. are
2: hit or miss, man. You could have the best freaking yeah. night ever, or you could be blown off the mountain. Yeah. I mean, and
1: good. and you know, leading up to that day was beautiful outside. I mean, our yeah. red our faces were red because they were sunburned. I mean, we're hiking. All of our zippers were down because we were sweating. It was hot outside. It was bluebird out, you know, just beautiful. And then that one night, it just demolished everything. And so uh, we made the decision to get out of there just because we didn't know what kind of weather was coming in. I couldn't trust the weather forecast because my wife said thirty mile per hour winds, but I, you know, the stuff we were in was eighty plus easily. I mean, to blow our tent, and to blow my my backpack down the mountain, and it just was it was unbearable. So. Uh, we hiked out of there and, and made it in one piece and, um, we made it down. Well, we were going to hike down this one drainage and they're like, let's hike down this drainage. We'll make as far as we can. We kind of got clipped out. Alders are kind of getting thick. So we're like, we got to, we got to bust up back over this, you know, this ridge top to get back to where we originally were. And we were so exhausted. It took four hours to hike, you know, 1500 feet. It was just. It was brutal getting up there and then uh we made it out okay, you know, just the weather kind of beat us up. So Yeah. Yeah, bummer. Yeah, it was a bummer. Didn't didn't even see little ram, unfortunately. No, so, man. Well,
0: it sounds like you guys didn't have a lot of time to even look. No, we didn't. Yeah.
1: We had one like one good day to look for rams and that's it. But it is what it is, you know. It's kind of it's the name of the game. But, you know, we weren't the only ones, like you know, we were talking before. We weren't the only ones experiencing this kind of weather. I mean...
0: Oh, yeah. And I mean, like, some,
2: you know... The group that you saw in there had the same problem that night, and they all grabbed their shit before it got bad and bailed off down yeah. the mountain. Yeah. But they, you know, they... The two or three of them I talked to, they're like, it was fucking horrible.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we were up in
2: the... I mean, there was nothing... You could have done that, or you could have waited, and it would have been fine.
1: Yeah. Or, you, know, you never you just, know. Yeah, you don't know. So... Um they had little tarp tents
2: though they I I mean I I would assume that they would have been in the same position if yeah. they
1: stayed. <laughs> mm. But Stone Glacier they're cool. They're like dude we'll replace it we'll pay like 25% of the tent or we'll pay 75% of the tent you pay 25 and we'll replace it. That's good. So yeah. But I ended up buying a a Kuyu the storm storm shelter or whatever it's Mountain called Star? Mountain Star, oh. yeah. It's more of a four season 10. Well, the,
3: yeah, so there's the Mount Star and then the Storm Star, right? Yeah, the Storm bigger. Star. Yeah, I got the, the Storm four Star. season one. It's burly. It's yeah. They're super How much burly. does that weigh? It's six, like pounds. six pounds. Yeah. Six pounds.
1: The Stone Glacier is four, four, four pounds, ten ounces, I think. Like, super light. Yeah. And small. Really small.
0: Yeah, it's tough. Like, would you be able to, uh, is it pretty evenly? I mean, uh, one's going to weigh, the tent and rainfly are going to w- weigh a little more. Would, is it one you could split up pretty easy? The Kuyu one? Yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah because it, yeah, the inner just clips into the... Uh, yeah. Gotcha. Under the fly. Yeah. What's and it nice, goes up in one piece. Yeah.
1: What's nice about the Kuyu one is you can set up the outer tent <clears throat> if you need to, if it's really wet, and then go in and set up the inner tent. Oh, nice. Separately, yeah. If you really had to. But the the material's a lot denser. It's... uh, I'm not... I don't know what kind of material it is, but the material's a lot denser, and uh, the poles kind of crisscross over each other. Like, the loops loop into each other almost yeah um it's a good tent the only thing it's the only thing i don't like is the condensation that builds up in there it's really it holds a lot of moisture so yeah but yeah. you know that's more indicative of a four season tent yeah well, same so. thing
0: like i've got a i mean one i've had for probably 15 years now it's like a REI and i i don't use it all that often because it's like nine pounds it's like rei four mm-hmm. season it's what i well it's the only one i had after my msr blew up and i took that one back in and I mean that thing's not getting blown anywhere, you know. <laughs> you've got like crisscross poles this mm-hmm. way and that way, and and you know the only thing that sucks well, is it's heavy and it's got a small vestibule. Right. Yeah. Um. And but it, I mean everything's trade off. But, they, but know, the, and I bought the new I bought the newer MSR one like that hubba hubba yeah and it's a it's a similar looking tent to it the, is the I was Glacier looking at one
1: I was looking at that one. Before I bought the KU. And uh,
0: the one that blew up on me had, was like one of the earlier versions of it. And since then, like every spot, like thing that, like the first one, sometimes super high winds, like 30, well, not 30, like 40, 50 miles an hour winds. I've had it like fold over on the ends because just the, where, where the pole, the joint of the poles, mm-hmm. they changed that to where it's it's sturdier. And this new one has like, Thicker carbon fiber poles, not aluminum, yeah. right? And uh, they also pretty much point. There would be spots where I'd have to like jam a trekking pole under either the end or like the half pole on top and guy it out to like reinforce it against the if the wind's hitting it hard that side. But they pretty much they've added guy like guy line anchors to all those spots that seems yeah. to be weak spots in, in the old one, so it should be better. But I'm a little, t- I'm still twitchy
1: about yeah. That. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, we went in August 17th. We got blown out August 22nd, 21st. Yeah. So, it wasn't super late in the season or by any no, means, no. you know. It wasn't like a September hunt. It just, you know, I yeah, just it the weather. <laughs> shit, this that. year would have been the year to hunt September. So yeah.
2: It was awesome. Yeah. For I a, a while. Had for a while. while. Yeah. I had, not had, last week. Yeah. I
1: had great weather. But, this it seems like this year that the weather has been it, what it was like like eight years ago. Well, this is this is like a North. Well, yeah, what it used to be like. Like,
0: I mean, the August was shittier, exceptionally right. shitty. Like, at least on our hunt, like, I don't think I've ever had that like many <laughs> intensely bad days. You and that's a whole other story. But, um, like September, like you know, when we're out moose hunting, we're like, man, it's Moose hunting weather. This is like typical yeah. September. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Meat hanging, meat hanging weather is
2: great. Yeah, the first
0: part. you know, and yeah. the, I mean that happens sometimes. Like it's typically wetter in August, and then September's like yeah. colder and nicer. Mm-hmm.
1: But no, it's kind of nice. But I mean, the past couple of years, September weather's been you know it's cold during the day, but it wasn't unusual for it to get up in the sixties during yeah or get, during the yeah, day. Get hot
0: and yeah, warm and windy and yeah. rainy and stuff. It wasn't like that this
1: year, though. No, it was good. Yeah. So.
0: But, yeah, well, how long was it, how long were you back in town before you went caribou hunting?
1: We were back a week and a half, and then we flew into, so I drew the, uh, the Central Alaska Range. I think it's 827. I believe it is 827, tag. Yeah. And uh, that was a beautiful, huh? I mean, we got rained on the first day, and then uh, it got snowed on a little bit, too, but then every day after that was just bluebird out, and, uh didn't see it we saw three caribou we saw one in the head of the drainage way up high and so we put that one in our back pocket and then we harked farther back into the drainage and um saw a couple cows and uh what's weird is that these cow no, nothing was pushing these cow caribou but they were just dead on sprinting across the across the tundra mm-hmm. and um so we're like oh that's weird so we thought maybe a bear or something else spook them um saw about 60 sheep just sheep everywhere and uh saw these two bulls by themselves and uh they're like a mile and a half away mile away and uh i feel bad for my dad because i'm like we gotta go like (laughs) we have to fucking go it was like noon probably like noon so i just started sprinting up the drainage as fast as i could and i looked behind like every 10 minutes and every you know my dad was you behind me. split
0: horse rein you're whipping him with? <laughs> yeah.
1: No, he just told me to go. He's like, go and I'll catch up. So we got within, uh, God, 200 yards. And, uh, the only thing I did wrong is I didn't take, when we, when we got up on them, they were just still feeding, mm-hmm. which was nice. And, uh, the only thing I did wrong was, uh, I didn't, I just didn't take my time and settle down, you know, like we were still winded and breathing hard and, um, Pretty tired from trying to get to him and I should have just kind of relaxed and just taking my breath, taking five or ten minutes, and taking my shot. But first shot completely missed, just seeing data there, and then I was able to get a nice follow up shot and got that nice caribou. And he is a big bitch. <laughs> <laughs> there are some big fucking animals, man. <laughs> Those mountain caribou are no joke. There are some big animals. I my dad was like, you want to. You want to um you want to mount them. I'm like, Hell yes, I'm gonna mount this thing. So, you know, we did like a third cut right behind the shoulder or right behind the armpit. Yep. Stuffed in the top of my pack, picked up my pack, walked two hundred yards, said nope, <laughs> dumped that bitch on the side of the mountain. <laughs> yeah, so it's still up there, and then uh we started hiking back down. And uh the way the river was it kinda cut us up, so we kinda started side hilling and there's like this little tiny drainage. It wasn't even like a little creek coming down, like a foot wide, like nothing. You just step over it. So I stepped over it and it was going into some dirt and I stepped in the dirt and I sunk all the way up to my fucking waist in mud. <laughs> all the way up to my waist. And my pack weighed, you know, like 90 pounds, you know. So my pack's pulling me this way. My legs are stuck in the dirt. My trekking poles are all the way down in the mud. So I had to undo my pack, pull my body out of the, out of the mud, pull my pack down to the down to the bank. The bank's only like 15, 15 yards below me. And my pants are just caked. And it's that mud that silty gets hard. Shit, yeah. The oh, yeah. silty, yeah, it gets hard and it's sticky. Mm. So I'm standing there I'm like, what am I fucking doing up here right now? What is going on? <laughs> and my dad, I look at my dad and he's like just tired, you know, it's kind of late in the day. Sun's going down, it's getting colder. So I'm like, fuck it, take my pants off, put my rain pants on, put my boots back on make it back to camp and then try to air out the next half day and a half we just spent the day just airing out my pants you just try to wash them, with them a out stick, trying to get all the fucking mud off <laughs> you didn't try to
0: wash them off in the creek or nothing? no
1: I just like fuck it just put them in the sun <laughs> let the sun dry it off and just took a stick and just beat my fucking kuyu pants trying to get all the mud off and uh dude it was it was nasty man and my boots were covered in mud and it was like ugh it was bad my rifle all mud in my brand-new rifle. Built this nice rifle this year. Mud. Yeah.
0: Is that that 6.5 PRC?
1: Yeah, that thing's pretty... Yeah. I've got, I got, a little, got to give a lot of credit to that 6.5 PRC, man. That thing throws down some hammers. It does not yeah. mess around, yeah. They shoot pretty good. Oh, man. It's a tack driver, and it it uh, carries as much energy as a out 6 It just... It's just a good round. I really like it. Yeah, I highly suggest it. Yeah, but yeah, we ended up shuttling back to the airstrip, and you know, just it was a good hunt. So, um, just a lot of walking, just a lot of walking. So
0: sounds like it. yeah. yeah. The, I've heard the caribou down there are a lot. Significantly, the big bulls are significantly larger bodied than mm-hmm. up north. Up north, yeah. or forty
1: mile. <clears throat> yeah, I was texting Nick. When, because you were sheep hunting, and every day I'd be like, "Did you shoot a? Did you shoot your ram? Did you shoot?" Your ram? I'm like, "No, ram sixty yards away." And then I get a text that night, like, "Decided to bail. Didn't have a good shot." And my dad was like, "Any updates from Nick?" I'm like, "No, nothing yet. Nothing yet." And then he text me, "Did you shoot a caribou yet?" "Yeah, I shot a caribou." <laughs> and then he'd be like, "You back the airship? "Nope, still walking it down." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. But yeah, it was a fun hunt. I mean, I saw a lot of sheep. Uh, What's funny is like, from the spot we shot our caribou, we could look across the drainage and up on the hill was a bunch of a bunch of sheep. And I'm like, I'm not going to even look at them. <laughs> I'm not going to even look at them. Oh, and then we called a moose. So that at, moose video is awesome. When we were at yeah, our camp. That's cool shit. Uh, we were sitting there, sitting up camp. And I look, at, I look up on the side of the hill and uh, headlights just. Big old fucking moose antlers on the side of the hill. I'm like, oh, there's a moose right there. Cool. And uh, we des- we determined before we went in that we were not going to take our moose tags, <laughs> and uh, which is a good idea. So that moose had one or two cows on it. There was another moose like a half mile away that was – so that moose was like maybe mid-50s. There was another moose maybe a half mile away, a bull moose that was 65, easily mm-hmm. 65, just a big – just a big moose and uh we called that 55 inch one down off the mountain and he walked 10 yards 10 yards from us called him up he stopped right on like right above the river we called it again he just comes sprinting down the hillside and then cross the river and then like kind of where we were just a just a patch of trees and alders and he comes up in the alders and we're just right there on the bank and we can just see his hit you see his horns kind of swaying back and forth and he comes up over the ridge he's looking back and forth to see what was you know hollering at him and he crossed the river and back up into the woods but he was I could have thrown a spear at him and hit that fucking moose man <laughs> he was that close that was close. a cool video yeah yeah it was pretty cool so I told when that moose was down I'm like dad you got your tag you want to shoot and was like nope <laughs> not a nope. chance in hell no hesitation nope So, yeah, it was a good hunt. Yeah.
3: That's fun to see stuff like that. It
1: is. It is. What's weird is that when we were up there, we saw, there was a little group of, so it was a group of, I don't know, four or five rams, all sub-legals, obviously. But we got, I don't know, 250 yards from them. Can you give two shits about us? Just watched us walk up and down the bank, and sat, ate dinner, and they were just, or sat and ate lunch, and they were just kind of just mosing up on the hillside.
0: Sometimes I don't know. What? Yeah. Sometimes just, it's, it's like, like when you're you got an animal you're after, you're so paranoid and careful about yep. what's going to happen that you don't, you don't, you never find out what you can get away with. Mm-hmm. And That's like. Yeah. And obviously, you can't get away with. I mean, sometimes like, you can't get away with shit, yeah. you know. But sometimes, like just, yeah. And you know, maybe in some species or cases, like a lot of times, like you'd be surprised what you can get away with. I yeah. learned
2: a lot this year about what I can get away with. I'm pretty damn impressed with with what happened. But they're when they're up when they get up to feed, you can do a lot of stuff to them that mm. you don't would never do when they're bedded. Yeah you know, and they just, they lose their, they lose their guard. They put the guard down, they think they're safe. And as long as you can kind of stay out of sight and keep the wind <laughs> right, I mean, you can get real close, but some, some country doesn't have enough topography to get close, you know, if you're not, yeah. if you're out of, not out of sight and then, you know, you'd be flirting with disaster, but. Mm.
0: Yeah. I mean, well, yeah, sheep, I've, there's been times trying to push stocks, you know, even, well, one, which one was It, it was that, one that was my 10th one like the first day we would got back into this area spotted them and the mirage it was in September so it was like it it was nice weather but it was cold cold and sunny so the mirage was so bad you couldn't from like 500 yards away you couldn't even see mm -hmm. shit you couldn't tell like literally like we're 500 yards from that one and you're like I I can't even see enough to determine whether he's legal or not yep so I was like, well, we're just going to have to get closer. And so you, you know, and I just remember that one in particular, they were, we were above them down below us kind of coming down and they get up and start feeding and like two, it was like five in the group and three of them or two or two of them or like young ones are up above them here, kind of parallel with us. And it's like, I just remember at the time being like, they're not paying attention. they like, just watch them. And if they're not looking at us, just go because they're not paying attention and that stock ended up not working out very well. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> <But> <laughs> you got to, yeah, you got to play it safe because you don't want to find them. You have to find them again, relocate yeah. them and go through the entire process one more mm-hmm. time. So,
3: yeah. Fuck. So were you archery hunting?
2: I was, yeah. I had literally the best hunt of my life. It was so much fun and went by myself and I did what I wanted at my own pace and just took my time. And I, I, w- I had a really good early fall. I killed a bear on my first trip out. I killed a, yeah, because right I don't that. think we until yeah, I don't think I was, it, you'd even. I had a chance
0: to come on since just
2: laser focused this fall, and then my sheep hunt just was fantastic, and then ever since then it's been like fuck, I don't even care if I go hunting again until next year. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> but yeah, I got dropped off in early September. I hunted this area last year, so I kind of knew where and what I needed to do. But we really only scratched the surface last year. We killed a ram on the first day, and and then we didn't really. The weather got bad. We didn't really get the chance to explore all the spots I wanted to. So this year the weather was great, and uh, hiked up. And on the way up, a, a you know plane flew away or whatever, and I got some water. I'm hiking up, and there's a grizzly bear walking right to the saddle that I want to go to, and which is fine or whatever. And the damn thing beds down right in the middle of it. I'm like, well, well I'm geez. going there <laughs> one day yeah. or the other. So I go up and end up blowing him out of there. You at least
0: have your pistol with you. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. And uh, oh, I, I just. I knew that if I went by myself with a bow without a rifle that I'd be forced to get close and do yeah. what I wanted to do and, and you know after a couple of days it worked but um second day or first day I didn't see any rams at all I didn't see any sheep so I knew I had to move so I moved glassed the whole second day found a bunch of ewes and lambs and a couple smaller rams and uh at the end of that day I glassed like country that i didn't even think i would need to go to and i found a really nice ram up in like escape cover with a with Mm -hmm. another smaller ram and it was like midday so i i knew i couldn't get over there that quick so i just watched him until dark and he kept he kept you know they were moving you know left and right but they weren't coming down or nothing i'm like well tomorrow morning i'll get up early and i'll walk over there and i'll get close and then we'll you know just kind of see where they go and what they do so i did that and i'm walking over there and I get like, it's like two and a half hours into my hike and they're bedded out up high and in the open, but I know they can see, you know, the drainage I'm coming down. So I just got behind some rocks until they got up and fed mm-hmm. and I just sat there and I was a ways away. I had a long, you know, long walk yet ahead of me, but I didn't want to push it. They fed out of sight eventually and I start walking up and I'm taking I'm like straight line right to this drainage that I want to camp in and then go up and hunt and I'm walking along and. I see this giant caribou rack laying on the on the side of the ground, you know, like just like it's dead, right? But the horns weren't white, and I immediately like my, my first instinct was super cool, I want to go up and fucking grab them. And then I'm like, I better not. This is from here to the doorway. <laughs> and I'm like so I stopped immediately cuz the color of the antler just didn't, it didn't seem right. So I put my binoculars as a grizzly bear sleeping right next to it. I'm like, oh, shit. No so I, shit. <laughs> <put my eyes, laughs> yeah. i like, oh, fuck. And it, if I would have walked, you know, if I would have taken a different route and been 20 yards below him or 20 yards above him, I don't know what would have happened, but it probably wouldn't have been good because I'd have walked right by him, right? So I'm
3: That close, wow.
2: Very close. He's sleeping. And so I put my binoculars. I'm like, that's not a caribou hide. That's a bear sleeping next to him. I'm like, oh, fuck. And it's waist-high gra- uh, brush or whatever. I just grab my 10 mil, and I start backing up, and he hears me. I'm not moving here quickly, and I'm not yelling. I'm not saying "Hey!" I'm not doing a damn thing. I was like, I just need to get away from you. And uh, he stood up on his hind legs and looked at me, and went back down on all fours and laid back down. (laughs) And I just walked, I you know walked away, and like, oh my god! So get over to the other other side of this creek that I needed to go up and and to get close to these rams. I take everything out of my backpack and throw it in a trash bag where I wanted to camp, and I'm. And I didn't think I was going to get close then. You know, I had four or five hours to, you know, before dark, but I knew I just wanted to go up and just see what they're doing. There were some good rocks that I could get behind. The wind was right. Everything was good. So I get up there and I watch them for like two hours at 170 yards, you know, and they feed off this little spire and they come down to another one in bed and they bed there for another hour. And then all of a sudden they get up by their bed and they they start walking down the mountain right. To where I am, like I can easily cut them off. So I drop on the other side, get down. They they're feeding feeding down the mountain. Winds perfect, thermals are perfect, everything's good. And the one there's two legal rams and a dink, and the one legal ram you know walked right underneath me, but the other one was bigger. He walked underneath me at like 20 yards, and the other ram I thought was going to follow him, but he was standing at 60 broadside and the way I was like positioned these rocks I could have shot but it just didn't it didn't feel comfortable and I didn't want to push it and I also thought he was going to walk right here that's what I was set up yeah. for and so the one walked by me and the other one stayed there and then eventually the the one that was right below me turned around and walked over there and you know then they were at 65 and then they're at 70 and they go up over this little hill and start feeding so I go back up and I get above them and I can watch where they're feeding so I watched them feed for you know, until dark. And then they eventually went back and they went right back up to where they were, but you know, right around dark. So I was able to get back to my tent without being seen or smelled or anything. It worked out really well. But that whole night I was like, you fucking idiot. Like you could have shot him. You could have, you could have, could have shot him right then and there, you know? So I was second guessing myself all night. And then I was just like, no, I made the right decision. Oh, we were too. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I was like, I I mean, I could have shot him right then. And a sleepless night. It wasn't sleepless, but it was like did I do the right thing? Yeah. Did I and and I did, um but I didn't know if I would ever get another, you know, another yeah. chance. The next day I woke up and it was rainy and foggy and uh, I didn't want to I knew where they were and I didn't want to go and try to mess with them. I just couldn't see, right? Yeah. But I'd get some patches of clear weather that would come through for a couple minutes and I could see where they were and they were bedded 300 yards from my tent. They came down even lower. Oh man. I'm like there was really no way to get up to them either the way the wind was blowing the way they were bedded i couldn't leave my tent you know so i just had the flap open with the spotting scope on an angle and i just watched them all day and it that night i was i was like well where that you know in the morning they could be anywhere you know i didn't get to see them all day i got to see them most of the day the next morning so that night i got everything in my pack that i needed to hunt for the day and i got ready and um woke up and they're bedded again no feeding like 250 yards from the tent and they were feeding the perfect direction into the wind, which means if I came up behind them, I'd have the, the thermals are going up, which they're away from that. And the prevailing wind is in my face. I'm like, this is going to be really good. So I get up and I get up above them and figure out where they're at and stuff like that. And I didn't like where I was because I couldn't see the big ram. I could just see the little one. He was, he was bedded and the other two were feeding. So I I ended up being like 200 yards above them. So I could look down and, uh, I knew I I knew I had to wait for the little one to stand up and once he stood up I I basically just ass crawled all the way down the mountain a couple hundred yards to get this rock and this little knoll in between us and once I got maybe like 100 yards down I could stand up and start walking again I left my pack up there and I come over this knoll and the fucking ram is standing there broadside <coughs> eating at 41 yards and I I don't know if I aimed or didn't or what and I shot him right in the shoulder basically and he runs 10 yards doesn't know what like he's not spooked or like just stops and looks back I knock another arrow and he's at like 51 shoot him again he's quartering away and I hit him right in front of the frickin' hind leg like w- in the gut it must not have been in the gut just like because what happened the next two yeah. days like he did I, I, I'm pretty sure I would have yeah. found him dead um, I think what happened was the arrow hit, um, on the, on like the ham and then kicked out. Yeah. And so it didn't, didn't, it didn't actually
0: get into the stomach it, it,
2: cavity it type of, mm. but so at any rate, he's bleeding like profusely blood running down both left legs. And, uh, he runs 120 yards and beds down on the spire. And I'm in a super like contorted position, like laying down, trying not to move my pack's 150 yards up the hill, and there's two other rams with him, and they're they're standing there just watching him. Like, what the hell's going on? So after 45 minutes, like, I can't feel my left knee. I'm, I I need to move. I need to move, or it's gonna you know it's it's not gonna end well. And as soon as I moved, those two rams saw me and came unglued, got that other one up, and then he went into some super nasty escape country and whatever. And I didn't see him for a while, so I'm like, well, I already. I already messed it up. Like, I was hoping that maybe he'd lay there and die by the amount of blood that I had seen. So I ran back, got my backpack, come back down, and I followed exactly where he went up, found blood all over the place, found blood in the shale, followed that for 200, 300 yards, pop up over the top, and I see him, and he's bedded, like, 150 yards down. I'm like, this is this is all right, except you're in the wide open. The other rams are nowhere to be found. There's, like, six other ones in this other like, you know, in the same bowl, but on the other side. And so I just started, I I had no choice but to just kind of walk right at him. He's bedded facing away. But that shale and all them rocks is noisy. It's loud, you know, and I couldn't, I couldn't be sneaky. If it would have been some tundra grass or something like that, I could have just really taken my time. But even when you're taking your time in rocks, you're going to bump one. You're going to move one. It's not, it's not, you know, there's no right way to do it. So I get to like 105 100, you know, something like that. And he gets up and he walks away and walks like three or 400 yards away. And I'm like, he beds in this like same shit, but just a different spot. I'm like, well, all right, well, I'll try it again. So I did it again. And this time I get to like 95, whatever, somewhere right in there. Same thing happened. This time he gets up and he runs a little bit further, maybe like 400, 500 yards away. I'm like, well, I'm a long ways from my camp at this point. And I wish I'd have brought my shit with me, like tent and yeah. everything. I could have yeah. set up here and watched him. And so I, I, he, I watched I bed down. I watched him till dark, and then I had to walk. I ended up, it was like seven miles back to where my camp was the way I had. Because I wasn't going back down the yeah. way I came up. <laughs> I had to walk around and get to the creek and go all the way back. So I got back to camp, and I put everything in my backpack. So I, in the morning, all I had to do was wake up, take down my tent, eat some oatmeal, and go. And I did that, and I got up I. Where he, where I had last seen him, and uh, he wasn't there, so I popped up over the top, and he was bedded like 400 yards away. So I think this is the this should be the if third. you
0: yeah if you'd hit him in the guts, he'd have been dead by then, right? Yeah.
2: So I think this is the third time I got you know after I'd shot him that I you know and I got to again okay within 100 yards give or take. I only had one arrow left, I, so I shot.
0: Oh, because I was going to ask you if
2: uh, I thought I was about like it? Is,
0: like I know you know unless it's super windy, it's like I know you could. Yeah, Hit him at a hundred yards.
2: Yeah, so I shot two arrows. I broke a knockoff off of one, and I broke or and I was missing fletchings on another one, just from walking through brush yeah. and shit like that. And so I had one arrow, good arrow left that I could count on. And I'm like, I just I don't want to take a hundred yard shot. I don't even want to take an eighty yard shot. Yeah, I want to take you know fifty, sixty and kill him. And I figured I could it, eventually. You know, I had. Four days of food left, or three days. Of, I had mm. plenty of time, and so I got to Hunter Dish again, and didn't work. And he he, he ambles off, and then uh, this time he bedded in a decent spot where the rocks were a little bit bigger, and so I could I knew I could get closer than that, and I started working my way over there. This is all taking place over the course of like five hours, six hours, you yeah. know, and uh, I get to again about a hundred yards and behind a decent sized rock, and I know I can if I could where he was bedded if I could just walk if I could get down this little hill this little gully or whatever I could pop up the other side and he would be like 60 yards away and so I'm working my way down this and all of a sudden I hear an airplane an airplane flies by and there's 12 rams now in this bowl and he's all by himself and these other 11 are over here plane flies in, freaking flies, buzzes the other one sees that one flies right over the top of him, leaves, comes back and crawls like like right over the top of this ram and he got up and he freaking that this time he came alive you know the other times yeah. when he'd run off he was just getting far enough away where he didn't need to worry and gone i mean ran up over the ne- over the next saddle you know and that took me an hour and a half to get there i got up there can't find him anywhere found some other sheep couldn't find him at all spent the rest of the day looking there go back set up a set up my my tent in a, in the saddle where I can kind of see a lot of stuff, and I started looking for the five year old that he had. The five year old was not always not next to him when this was all always mm-hmm. happening, but he wasn't with the other sheep. He was just within. He was always within like eyesight of that ram. And so the next morning I got up and I found that five year old right away. And so I I just tried to stay out of sight and I hooked around and I saw some birds flying. I'm like, fuck, he might he might be dead. Up there, you know, and so I go up there, and I I never found him up there, and I spent the next that that whole day just walking and glassing, like running ridges, just glassing, and I
0: never turned him up. Yeah, was, I don't know. Like, I would say after that amount mm-hmm. of time, if he still was able to get up and run off, he, yeah. But, but if, he, if he wasn't dead by that, <clears throat> you know, within a day, right? He wasn't. I it just, wasn't. you know who yeah it wasn't immediately lethal no
2: it was not it was a huge huge bummer um but it was it was a fantastic hunt i loved yeah. it i saw a lot of sheep and i got to do i've never really hunted solo like i've done a quick solo mountain goat hunt for a day or whatever but nothing yeah. like all right i'm just going to do this yeah. at my own pace cuz i know I, I i know i can do it i just i've always been tempted with a rifle you know it's like I was, I would have given anything (laughs) for a rifle (laughs) after after all this, just to put an end to it. Yeah. Um, But I made a couple mistakes. Like I, I didn't, I didn't bubble up when I shot. Like I didn't, you know, my bubble on on my level and stuff. You know, I'm on a slope and he's on a different slope. I didn't do that. Um, I left my, you know, when what do you do when you leave when you're when the Rams are 200 yards from your tent? Would you pack everything up? Mm -hmm. No, no. I'm just like, I'm like, either it's gonna happen right here. Or I'm going to spook him, and I'm going to have to go grab my tent and re-find him yeah. again, anyhow. Yeah. And so I, you know, not having my camp definitely slowed me down because I had to come back. But it wouldn't have mattered; I found them again, anyhow. Um, yeah, it just it, it was it, the ending was not what I wanted at all. But overall, uh, it was a fantastic time. The weather was great. I saw a lot of sheep. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's crazy. Just it's so messed up. Sometimes yeah. you're like, I don't, you know, it's oh yeah, they feeding 250 yards from the tent, whereas like, yeah, you know, sometimes it's like you spend days trying to get within that 500, that 400, 300 yards. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> and you know, when I first went after him, they were up real high, and mm-hmm. but they never went up there again until after I just shot them. They they were down. I mean, from from one tent spot, I could see. I had a bull moose, like a 55-inch bull moose, bedded 120 yards below me. Caribou all over the place. I could see two grizzly bears and those three rams. That's pretty crazy. That's awesome. You would text
1: me like massive, massive caribou outside my tent right now. Son of a bitch. (laughs) I saw some
2: whopper (laughs) caribou, but there was no way. Um, When I left my last camp, it was 17 miles back to where I had to get picked up. And if I would have had a caribou. I, no, there was no way I was shooting a out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't happening. Like I passed a lot of nice ones. I stalked a couple, got some on video and shit. But um,
1: even seventeen miles with a sheep by yourself is rugged. I yak. went. Jesus, yeah, I went man. as
2: light as I possibly could. My tent weighed under two pounds. My sleeping bag was two pounds. My food was you know the minimum. I, I had thirty eight ish pounds of gear plus my food.
1: That's good. So, what do you
2: use for a tent? I use that Hyperlite Mountain Gear Ultimate 4. It's a floorless. Nice. It's huge. Um, it has a comes. You buy a seven ounce carbon fiber pole for it, and I brought um, brought twelve carbon fiber stakes. And I've had that thing in nasty wind. I've had it, and it sets up easy. It's. Uh, I'll it's have a, to. I
1: I've never seen those carbon six. fiber stakes. Yep. I haven't either.
2: Yeah, Rota Lacura is the company that Aisa sells. I use
1: MSR. And, the groundhogs. Yeah, I yeah. bring four
2: MSR groundhogs yeah. just in case shit corners. hits the fan. Yeah. yeah, but the 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 rest of them are all nine inch um, carbon fiber.
1: And they and don't they don't tip and break on rocks and you, stuff. You don't pound them in
2: with a rock. You don't be a dick well, with them. I would have broken all my <laughs> steaks by then. <laughs> yeah. <day>. You just <laughs> you just gotta you just gotta take your time. See, and put well, them in.
0: And I've got so I've got a bunch of the. I don't know what kind of plastic it is, steaks. It's the same that Frank has for the Arctic oven. Yes. Yeah, but but they're just about. a smaller version. They originally came with my super tarp. Okay. And those things, like, I know Frank said he can, he's like pounded his big ones into ice. huh Yeah. And they, mm. like, they don't break. They don't, yeah. nothing. But I've uh-huh. got some of those, which I don't know. Like, we've been talking, especially, you know, where we, which, you know, where we went we're definitely going yep. back there next year and like I've always been like shit on floorless shelters and I, I wouldn't want to do it for my, but I think we'll probably bring, cause I've got, it's a Nemo mm-hmm. floorless, like two man shelter, use mm-hmm. your trekking poles just to like bivy, you know, I think, you know, we'll bring the regular tent without the extra vestibule. Cause we've always for years have like brought the hubba hubba and the extra like vestibule. Sure. Got all our gear under under the tent, and uh yeah, I just I think we'll probably leave. Next time we go in there, we'll probably leave that vestibule and it's a and it, bring it, a floorless for like because yeah. it, it's, it's a, a different. It's a, it's a, a d-
2: mind fuck going from a floored shelter yeah. to floorless. But after you get over like, so I like that tent so much. I bought another one. I've got two, and I've spent. I probably have close to a hundred days in it, no problems. And a friend of mine uses it on Kodiak for goat hunting, and that's the only shelter he brings. And he's had it in hellacious winds and everything, no problems whatsoever. Another friend of mine has used one for four years sheep hunting. Same tent. It, they're Cuban fiber. They're, you have to take care of them. Mm. You can't stuff them. You have to roll them. You, it, they take some care, but if you just take your time when you're yeah. doing everything,
0: huh? I didn't. I never. They, of course, I've never messed with that. Cuban they don't. Fiber uh, stuff. That's so Dyneema.
2: Yep this like sil nylon gets heavy and, and sags when it gets wet, you know, this stuff does not, it rolls right off. Yeah. Um, it sheds wind like nobody's business. You can pitch it tight to the ground. You can pitch it up and get some air. But at the end of the day, it's under two pounds for everything. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. huge. I mean, and you could easily fit two people in there. we, I, we
3: would use a similar one, but a seek outside of one of the sil nylon ones. I think is a red cliff or whatever. Sure. Yeah. Red cliff. Is, um, it's probably similar size to that, yep. right?
2: You've easily fit two people Ooh. and gear. And we
3: put three in there. My brother and cousin came on a sheep hunt last year.
2: Is it a
1: teepee style?
2: It's an yeah. ultimate. It's like a, it's like a, it's squared sides. Okay. You know, it's a teepee, but yeah. It's, yeah. each side is a square. Okay. Gotcha. Like, it's not around. Right. Uh, or each mm-hmm. side's a triangle rather. Yeah. But the, flo- the floor space is a square. Basically. Floor point, yeah. floor yeah. space is a square. And you have enough, I mean, I'm short. I can stand up in it. Um. I, I yeah, I like it. Works I think really it's just well.
1: a comfort thing just being in a fully enclosed tent, you know, like having that comfort factor, but you know, I obviously this year has, has proved different for, for I've me. used a know, lot of different tents. You know, I don't know, I've, I've still just, I've set, I'm telling you man, I've nice. had to
0: set them up in like over the years and <laughs> so many times in shitty wet wet ground spots. Yeah. that a well, you ground know, sheet and you so got to be but like I mean like yeah, you know, like, and you you just have to be pickier You just can't set it up in spots that you may otherwise be able to. Yeah, you know. So it, everything's like everything's a compromise, but for sure, like I said, we're. It's under consideration. For, yeah. it's up for a vote. Well, for I, next I know year, we're, there's a storage at least unit for with, like,
2: with two of them in it. That, that Okay. You know. I mean, well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll just need the key. I'll, I'll check up.
0: Check up on mixture. Man, I don't know. Some hobo got here. Which speaking of tense, did uh, did I send you that? I don't think I sent it to you or you. Uh uh-uh. Maybe it was just the. Um, I was driving to. I was going out to my dad's one evening or whatever. (laughs) There's somebody at a tent popped up on the Mitchell, like on the pavement of the Mitchell Expressway, like just outside the white line. Oh my gosh! (laughs) Flat ground. Yeah, like (laughs) super flat ground. (laughs) But it. I mean, it was (laughs) gone by the time I came back that night. But I'm like, gee, that's crazy! Yikes!
3: Yeah, yeah, with the Dyneema, we. So you, I, I kind of started using a tarp a lot of times as an additional, like mm-hmm. I carried a Hilleberg, it's like the eight by 10, yeah whatever tarp all the time, carried it all the time. Rainstorm comes through, yep. you set it up, sit yeah. under it. it I mean, it's a game changer yep. as far as comfort around yep. camp or out in the field or you can, you know, siwash under it if you need to. Yeah. Um, but it is, it's a two pound brick
2: yeah exactly
3: so i bought a z packs sure the same size in dyneema one and brand new first time had it on that first sheep hunt and we uh we ditched the meat in the saddle where we had to drop down to camp because it was going to be you know back on our way to the airstrip so we ditched stuff there and uh i don't know if it was not wanting to leave trekking poles, being lazy, whatever. We just we just left it over the meat flat, and it was windy. Did you put rocks saddle. on it? Yeah, yeah. I tore it up. Oh, yeah. Oh like yeah. Rocks. Shredded it. Shredded it. That's I think it's going to be repairable. Oh, that's an expensive
2: mistake. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. No.
3: First time out. But I think I think
2: it's repairable.
3: They're they're yeah, super
0: freaking handy and super durable but So it's like tough but you can't it's you can't abrace like
2: you don't wanna set it up in freaking bushes and you don't wanna set it up next to rocks or where it's you don't want it touching anything. Yeah. Weatherproof wise it's tough, but yeah. Abrasion like like you said, you can't even stuff it. You're supposed to roll it. Yeah, I roll. I
0: Maybe I'm better off mind. just sticking with
1: like, <laughs> the
0: regular, like supercar yeah. and stuff like it that. Would,
2: it, if you stuffed it, it wouldn't fit in the bag it comes in, right? Interesting. So, but if you roll, fold it and mm-hmm. roll it, it'll fit in there perfectly. So it's it's not heavy. It is bulky. Hmm. You know, it's it's the size of a football, but
1: it's it's, smaller, it's, than it's, tense, it's, no, it's smaller than most tents though yeah. it's not way smaller the most tents yeah they're
2: they're really nice i'm 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 impressed with them and i'd take it anywhere i mean i've watched videos of them in 100 mile an hour winds and stuff and they're not going anywhere there's 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 9 10 11 12 13 14 there's 16 guy-outs on it yeah it ain't it ain't going anywhere once
0: you well in that shape
2: up. too it's it's
3: just I bucks mean, the list
2: as good with wind yeah
0: yeah, no. I am glad. I am glad for several reasons that we did not have a floor. weren't using a floorless, like otherwise, because I probably would need a blood transfusion. All the bugs after are bad. all, the bugs were horrible. So they make an in- horrible.
2: I've got an inner for it too. I don't bring it. It's not good enough. But, I'm telling you. But I, I did. I do take that to moose camp. I bring the inner. Just oh, you know, gotcha. sometimes the bugs are bad, um, and it's it's less than a pound or whatever to add the mesh. Yeah.
3: I haven't used it yet, but I also picked up a Z-Pax. It's like the three-person one. I think it sets up with two trekking poles. Okay. Like offset. Yep. So it's still kind of that pyramid shape, but but it's got this, like the sewn-in mesh portion with the sewn-in floor. Yep. So it's not like a double wall tent, but it's sewn into the canopy. Got it. Directly. That makes All sense. one piece.
2: And I guess they do make a floor for this one, too. They make a floor dinner um, that you can just put in, and it's, huh. you know, Dyneema. And it's, you get a bathtub. It's like in. a bathtub, yeah. and it clips into the sides, and it's super light. So even even that, you'd still yeah, be, under wouldn't three, be, bad. You'd be under three pounds for sure.
0: Yeah, which, just, I mean, even just my <laughs> MSR tent's three and a half pounds, just the tent. Just the tent, yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah it,
3: I would say... For you, instead of bringing that whole big vestibule, do a tarp thing for extra yeah, gear storage. I think that's it's, one. It's so versatile.
0: Well, I I ended up bringing my super. I just felt like I needed to bring my super tarp too, yeah. and so it I, came in handy. I
2: always bring my paratarp, um, just yeah. because I, I I can keep that in my pack throughout the day and set it up because I I like I don't I bring the straps to use for the trekking poles to set up my ultimate just in case the carbon pole breaks i have a backup i can use my trekking poles but i like to be able to wake up and most of the time i just leave my tent like i'm camped yeah. where i want to be for yeah. the day most of the time and i don't want to take it down and set it up so um, i can use my trekking poles while i'm out there with a pair of tarp and be fine
3: sure yeah there's been plenty of times too where even on my second sheep hunt this year we we were going to be a ways from our spike camp and it was kind of i mean with without telling the whole story right now um we it was our kind of our last ditch effort at the end of the hunt and yeah. and so we just took the tarp but we threw in sleeping bags and pads yes. too and it ended up being what, the right call what, yeah i mean it made <laughs> yeah. the hunt yep. being able to spike out out there
2: yeah so. i like being i like having uh several options i don't want to be Tucked into a corner where I only can do this or that, but at the same time, there's a weight penalty for all that. You got to kind of be smart about oh, what you bring, yeah. mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and it kind of depends on an area too. You know, everywhere kind of needs different. a different style yeah. of hunting and a different
1: absolutely. Uh,
2: so, like this spot, you know, after you know, it takes it takes a half a day to get to this nice little. It's not a plateau, but it's it's this area in the in the middle of all these drainages that you can glass into. And from there, you could go anywhere you wanted, right? So what my thought process was I need to get there, and then I can day day hike into these other drainages, you know, take a couple hours, whatever. It's not hard. And I can come back to there where I can still see everything and make a move that way. Um, So it worked out well. But other hunts, you know, for sheep, I'm – I don't know how far I'm going to walk, yeah, <laughs> and I don't know when it, you know.
1: We always carry that super tarp, that Kafara super tarp. I think on a, yeah, in an area where you really haven't nice. hunted
2: before, you you should plan to be walking every day, right? Because yeah. you don't know where you're going to end up. But it, once you c- become familiar with an area, you kind of have a good idea where you're going to want to go right. and, and how you're going to hunt in wa- like, water, like in water and fucking which stuff.
0: Wa- like I don't know. The more I think about it, and the more bullshit I see, like water. Is almost as important as where mm-hmm. you think the sheep are going to be, 100%. <laughs> and like what you know. Yeah, I'm like where you. you know you there's some spots, some places you can hunt where, like when I used to hunt up in the Brooks all the time, I have like two water bottles. Yeah, because you're walking by water all the time. Next to water all the time, and it made sense. That made sense to hunt that way and to travel that way. Like it's the best walking. A lot of places that ain't the best walking is down by water, (laughs) and some places are pretty freaking dry, depending on you know depending on the year. Some places are always pretty dry. Yeah, yeah. There's a couple spots you you have to. to, And there's stories behind all this, but (laughs) you have to before you can even think about what you're going to do hunting, like you got to know what you're going to do for water, you know, like you can't hunt without water. You can't be effective with, you know, in any way without water and without having enough water to drink and to make your cook your stuff and, and know what you're going to do the next day. You know, like, and I think that's something that a lot of people don't, you just assume you're. We'll find water somewhere.
2: Yeah. Well, me, it's always on my mind. So, like, if oh I, yeah, if I know I'm dropping down and I don't need the water in my. If well, I sometimes you all, think days ahead of time yes. with water, yeah. like. If I, dr- if I walk by water, I'm drinking yeah. water and probably filling up before, you know. I'm, well, yeah. It
1: completely changes yeah. the priority of the hunt. It, it, <clears throat> but I hear not lots so of people. so much hunting f- anymore. It's like you're hunting for water. There's a lot you know, of like, folks you talk to. Oh, yeah. To, well, you, right? ha- you yeah.
0: have to. If you're going to be effective, you have to make your decisions, like, sometimes several days in advance of, like, what. Yeah. But, you know, because yeah. sometimes wa- it may be like, all right, well, we got to drop a 1,000 feet. You know, spend a couple hours getting water, or sometimes it's half a day, like mm-hmm. detour to load up on water. And how much water can you carry, and how far are you willing to carry it? And yeah, you know, like it's just it's nuts. You know, I think that kind of well, I know from things <laughs> I've seen that yeah. that kind of stymies, well, we were stymies pie, some people.
1: When we were up high, I mean, the the amount of water I drank coming up was significantly more than. You know when we were up high, like just tiny little sips. You know when you absolutely needed it, you weren't. I'm.
2: You I'm, know, I'm I get. Re- water. I get really mad without water, so I always make sure I have some. I just. It's just one. It's the only. I don't get mad about food. It's your I Snickers. I don't get mad. <laughs> but, I don't get mad when people fuck <laughs> Not, up. You I turn into a diva when you. <laughs> yeah. I don't get mad don't if I, yourself. Like shitty night's sleep, don't bother me. You fuck, know? I I rolled over on the third night this trip and popped my neo. Oh and, yeah! Uh, I was gonna ask and it like the air went out of it so quick. It was oh. like I'm like, oh, this is gonna be really bad. Like <laughs> if I heard it pop, and it was gone. And I'm like, shit. So I got up and I look at it, and the the gash is like six oh. inches long and freaking an inch and a half tall. How did you do that? I, I all I did was roll over, Rolled over, had my elbow on it, and rolled over to reposition, and went poof. And with a ground sheet, yeah, yeah. it popped on top. Was oh. it a? Popped on top. Who makes it? It was a Thermarest. Thermarest? The that gray see, one? I've, had, I've used that thing, I don't know how many nights. Is and that that, that s- really
1: crinkly sounding one? It's when the you... yellow one. It's oh, okay.
2: The silver one's crinkly.
1: But... I, I run the Exped's. Have you ever run an Exped's? I
0: have it. See, I got... I'm an Exped thing. Yeah. I almost took my Exped, yeah. and well, see, I decided so not to. I still got a Neo Air that, I I don't know, they'd been out maybe for a year or so when I bought this one. Yeah. It was Steve Hollenbeck's like, oh, it was like the first year, because it was the year Tim... Went and shot that one. They he had DS one hundred and sixty or whatever, and like shot the third biggest one in the group, and it was like forty inches. Yep. And some like bartering Steve dids like because I guess it just sucked (laughs) balls going back to where they were at. He's like, I'll help you pack out your ram if you let me use your air pad or something (laughs) like that and he because he called me up he's like you got to get one of these and i went and bought one yeah I, it's I, like the I like blue them. it's like the blue ones yeah those might be a little bit i don't i don't know i mean it's, I've, it's I've been I using it for i think it's like 2015 or so it's like six years yeah. i've used the thing and
2: my x therm that they make i used yeah. for six or seven years and now it's just got a slow leak so i i actually just threw that away the other day and then this The yellow one I used the last like three years. Hmm. and Anyhow, it popped on top, so I don't know what the hell happened. But I, I got out, and I I have a patch kit along, and I had that Tyvek tape. So I put some Tyvek tape on it, blow it up. And I'm like, I'll be damned. It's going to work. It's going to be <laughs> fucking great. I'm just fine. I go back to bed. Now nah, I'm not laying on it. Ten seconds. All of a sudden, <laughs> I'm like, <"Fuck." laughs> So I got up again, and I'm... I started cutting the patch size and I put the glue down and I put the patch down. And I let it sit there for a little bit and I put a piece of Tyvek tape over the top of it and uh, blew it up and I could get 47 minutes Is I, t- I started timing. I'm like, this is fucking stupid, you know, like just enough time to not fall asleep. I take a little while to fall asleep. And, uh, but I figured out if I could just quickly fall asleep, I'll be good. Anyhow, I put all my clothes down on the ground had that pad over the top of it, my backpack, everything, just so I wouldn't, you know, get cold. Yeah.
1: Sounds like you need some Percocet. <laughs> no. <laughs> what I do need <laughs> is... Hydrocodil. I'm, yeah. I'm
2: going to get a pad that cannot fail next year. Uh, so ex- what...
0: Which ones were you, are you using, Mark?
1: Exped's. 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 I, I really, do. Have you had yours fail on you yet?
3: I have. I, did baffles? It, did the rib Yeah, the rib just the baffles and, yeah. blow
2: out, and it's like... a
3: huh. ball yeah. i've had that's six the only of, thing
2: six of the x down mats the, the nines yeah. i've had six of them and the five previous have done this and i'm waiting for the one i have Holy now to smokes. do it they yeah. keep replacing them though they do yeah. they send me a new one every single time and i like them i really like them i don't know i i really like the vertical baffles i do too
3: compared to horizontal i find yeah. it a lot yeah. more comfortable
2: i take that to so, moose camp but i i just this year i was just like i can't Justify so, extra weight. The bro- yeah. No. For my lighter <laughs> like, pad
3: I just use those uh the climate or climate yeah. static V. Yeah. With all the holes right, and like stuff it. in it. Yeah. It's like a it has like a V shape. Baffle, yeah. Oh, sure. It's like I mean, they had them at Costco. They're yeah. okay. They're like
1: sixty bucks or nice.
0: something. Nice. Like right. My dad ran that one of those last and year. Like Fourteen and ounces.
1: Yeah, he wasn't a fan. What yeah, I I mean, does the, the X-Ped, So yeah.
0: like the vertical baffles on the X-Ped. They, they
2: like separate, and then all of a sudden they're like instead of one baffle, it's two or three. And It's like this <laughs> yeah.
1: much and higher than like, like, the rest <laughs> of the pad. It's the funniest thing ever. Because like the
0: the old Neo Air I have is like it's like a washboard. Like yeah. texture down it, you know, it's like boom, boom, boom. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I'm making sounds to describe. <laughs> it it's gonna work. It works good on the. Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so these run,
1: these ribs run vertically with like the lengthwise of your body. So when they okay. pop, you have like it's, it's flat, flat and then just a big bubble ever. in the middle it of sucks the middle <laughs> it of the sucks. mat. Mine popped last year, and I was trying to get the rest to pop so they'd all be. So they'd all be, be even. even. Yeah. yeah, but you
2: gotta let uh so when they pop like that, if you let some air out, mm-hmm. it'll it it's tolerable. But if they're pumped up tight, yeah, you're gonna have like a huge hump. Yeah, you gotta yeah. you gotta let some air so out. So
1: whenever I move in my mattress now, it's very carefully <laughs> I <laughs> don't put any my elbow down, I don't roll hard. These the Jeez, new ones, the new one I
2: have it has been I a just, while since Because it, it that popped. neo
0: that neo airman like you know, I try to be careful with it, but I'm not like got to yeah. hold still must hold still can't you know it like, can Don't, be fairly rough yeah.
2: on it i can't believe it popped where it did you know i've seen you know pinholes and stuff like that that's weird or the valve but never just like i put my elbow down to roll over and it just i mean it i mean it's,
0: it's... see now you got me twitching <laughs> never heard because, of anything like that because yeah. on one hand <laughs> i'm like this shit's been pretty solid for me for a lot of years it's been working on the other hand i'm like it's the same pad, and everything yeah. wears – everything yeah. has its day. It does. Yeah. And yeah, I'm gonna most s- of the time, the t- only times I'm using it are sheep hunting. Like, I, I had another one that – um, it was, uh, like, a Zen Bivy because a whole, like, Zen Bivy, like, it was an insulated, like, down – like, some, you know, Prima Loft-filled pad. Yeah. You blow up, and it has Prima Loft in it, so it's more insulating, and it's like a quilt deal. You have, like, a sheet that you, like, strap on the pad and mm-hmm. then, like – Loop the quilt on there and it's super comfortable to sleep in. Yeah. Um, but it's, uh, it's down or treated down, and I just can't do it for sheep hunting. But, mm. um, I'm going
2: to a, a, like a closed, lightest way closed cell pad I can find. I don't want to ever have to pop one again. And the, as stupid as that sounds, I, I just, that's just what I'm going to do. I know it sounds mm. really <laughs> stupid to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I know, but, um, I'm, yeah. I don't, I'm I, I, I'm I'm not getting younger. No, no, no. We're <laughs> no, we're not getting younger. Like
0: man, when in my twenties, you know, I have slept on foam pads no, on the ground for forever. No, comfortable night sleep is, is important. And then nowadays, like, I don't think I'd be able to move if I just, I just slept on the ground. Figure I can
2: just use that for a glassing pad too, and I can not ever ever have to worry about
1: my pad popping. Those x beds yeah. are nice because they come with an inflatable inflation bag. Do you have an inflation bag? Well, with that yeah. Zen
0: Bivvy one that yeah. I have does that too, but so I took that moose hunting and the Zen Bivy one, I don't know, the last time we'd used it, we were camping with the kids and it's probably what something happened to it there. I need to like figure out where it's leaking, but it's got a slow leak, but I had a cot so I survived. It was on top of a cot yeah. so I was okay. But nothing were nothing worse know? than
2: sleeping on a cot without a pad. Yeah. Oh, it's,
0: cool. yeah. <laughs> You know when you roll over to stoke the wood stove. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm sure it's I'm sure it's
2: real hot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah
3: both mine are down mats so they I think you pretty much have
2: to yeah. use that the bag. I yeah. don't. I bite on the <laughs> <laughs> Not advisable, but I bite on mine and take blow a deep it breath. <laughs> yeah, I guess you can do that. but You just get moisture in there. Right? Yeah, I, I think, think it's, that's what causes it to fail. Down, it's a down mat too.
1: That's what I think. That's why they cause the X-Beds <laughs> to fail. Uh-huh. The moisture. Inside. It would make sense. I've so they, never we, used. So you know now do. they gave you an just inflation look, bag. I look at the bag
2: and I'm like. What do I Dude, need to do? Can... <laughs> well, and if
3: yeah. it's super cold it can it can make it colder, you know, having that moisture in there ice up and stuff.
1: Yeah, I suppose. You open that bag up, I never and you thought of it, it that way. You blow in it real fast and close it up and you do that three times, your your bag's inflated. Or
0: I don't even blow in it's the like bag. 30. You just all you have to do is open up the bag. And close it, and or just like yeah. Air, oh, yeah. Same thing, Air yeah. is fluid. Yeah, You're, you got a mechanical yeah. engineering degree. <laughs> yeah. it flows right in there. You just <laughs> open <laughs> it up.
4: Yeah, it just
0: takes a few more squeezes. Yeah, what they need to do is like lubricate the outside of those bags <laughs> so it just slides through your hand a little smoother. You know what I mean? Oh, I just yeah. do that. Like you get roll bur- it a couple. times. Oh, you just, just roll it and yeah. You do it. It. the hug. Yeah, I do the. I do the. You slide like, it. The slide. i oh, will to try like that next
2: time. <laughs> that doesn't sound efficient. It's fluid. It goes you're missing it something. It is. I hadn't probably
1: <laughs> I'm a hugger. I hug I admit that, that yeah. I hadn't
0: and this bag's not that big, but it takes I, me
2: thirteen breaths to blow up without the yeah, so
0: you're That's not you're very much, man. It takes me like ten minutes it's to stop dying it's the a the thermostat. Of course I got the extra large. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, you learn, <laughs> so you learn something every day. I never even occurred to me to like roll it. I felt uh, bad I'm I, just like, oh, <laughs> I felt like bad the, the bad. strain, <laughs> like you're yeah, like, it's a roll. Yeah, top. well, yeah, yeah. Like, you're, like you're stripping a foxtail or
4: something.
0: They'll <laughs> 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 like, you know, the tight circle.
1: Yeah, pucker.
0: Never mind. I
1: felt bad for my dad because we no. sit- We woke up. I'm like, how'd you like your ex, buddy? He's like, it's great, but my feet just get really cold. I'm like, oh, that's weird. So then the next morning, we wake up, and I'm looking at his bag. I'm like... You're just like six inches shorter than mine. <laughs> it's got the three yeah. the, the three quarter <laughs> like, length pad. Like, Dude, my feet go all the way to the end. Your feet <laughs> yeah. are hanging off. He's like, damn it, I got the wrong one. <laughs> like shit. Man. That'll I do, do it. I
2: do like that pad. I just I can't justify the. Yeah. Ability, oh, they're so comfortable.
3: They are, they are and warm. I mean,
2: the,
1: I the, they pack down surprisingly well. I have yeah, the Sinmat. It's, it's called the Sinmat UL nine. Mm. I think it's like a six two pad, and it you know it's great
2: i mean it Mine's a. Yeah. it's a down mat nine i don't know it's black
1: i just couldn't imagine sleeping on some of the stuff i mean because those the blow-up ones take away some of the what you're sleeping on so there's uneven terrain or it's it's never flat you know yeah. so it kind of takes away some of that but having just a straight closed cell foam sleeping mat
3: i'm almost certain i couldn't do it no, i'm doing it
1: good luck
2: like, totally, i'm sure but, i mean i'm, I'm sure, sure i'm fine with it yeah like, there's not many things that i like i complain about or like let me you know get bothered about um so i, I know i can do it it's just yeah <laughs> just like, it's reliability shit fails, yeah.
1: Like, yeah man they're pretty big though i mean yes it's not something you can strap in the inside i had a
2: nemo one that first light sent me with their tents and all that stuff mm-hmm. and um, I don't know where the hell it ever ended up, but I was, I was like trying to find it this week when I was moving shit and I can't find it anywhere, but it was nice. It, it was way more compact than the roll up. Like, you know, it was, it was tolerable. Mm. <laughs> I don't know where yeah. it is. Bag.
0: I also have a Nemo. I think it's a Nemo. Oh, it's, it's like a down bag with the pad that you slide in the bottom oh, of the wow. bag.
2: Mm. I've got a Nemo bag that I like 20 degree. It It's a nice bag, but.
1: Did you run a your synthetic sleeping took, bag this year? I took year?
2: A, my Western Mountaineering.
1: Your down one? Yeah. Did you like it? Um, I did.
2: It's the <laughs> did first, it changed your mind? It's the fir- no, it didn't change my mind. I just had to be more careful with it. Again, I, yeah. everything I did this year was based on, Nick, you might have to pack out a ram by yourself, and I want to be as light as possible. That was your two-pound bag? Yeah, so it's the uh, Versalite. It's a 10-degree two-pound bag.
1: Yeah. That's it's what I have, too. I used to use it all it's the nice. time.
2: Yeah, it's super light, and it's very warm. It's true to temp. You know, Western <coughs> mountaineering doesn't fucking Do
1: you run synthetic reasons. or down?
2: Mostly synthetic. Yeah.
1: Occasionally,
2: with a short trip,
3: I might yeah. take down. Um, but mostly synthetic now.
1: Like which Which one do you run? Well, last year, so I typically,
3: depending on the weather and time of year, I'll use a Kefara Slick Bag. Yeah. But I did last year, I... Got a quilt, enlightened equipment quilt.
1: Did you like it?
3: I did, yeah. It took, I hated it at first. Yeah. I absolutely hated it at first. But once I kind of got the adjustments right with mm-hmm. the straps and how to strap it in correctly, no problems. Hmm. I mean, I had a 30, 30, degree quilt, oh, 30 degree quilt. And I mean, I was doing fine with adding puffy gear. You know, yeah. we were below freezing easy right. and did fine. So, hmm. I mean, yeah. I, yeah I like was the
0: quilt like the quilt's a good idea, and I like the the zimbibi one I have it's like there's a lot of options like you can snap it into the bottom and have like an enclosed foot box and enclose it but you still have like I sleep on my stomach, so you still have a lot roomier mm-hmm. a lot more room to sleep and it still stay warm but mm-hmm. i just I just can't do well that's what I actually had with me when my tent blew up, although I kind of saw the writing on the wall and yeah started and jammed it in my dry bag before yeah. which you know what would i have done anyway
2: but <clears throat> yeah i've been synthetic for a long time just that's it i i took uh, that versalite to uh, prince of wales like eight years ago in this in the fall and it was the biggest mistake i ever made oh, really? it was fucking just oh. nasty wet every night waking up like The only way to get dry was to sleep in your clothes for the most part, so you wake up and your bag is frozen from all your moisture and stuff. Or you could leave your clothes out, and then when you wake up in the morning, they're frozen solid. Yeah. there was no way there was no winning right in and southeast there's no <laughs> I mean yeah. down there's no uh, way yeah so I, I ever since then I've been using the slick bag and a couple other synthetics but mainly the slick and I like it a lot but I, I ran into it, that yeah. this year's 3.7 pounds versus 2 even I was like I'll think, yeah they're just, just doing
3: it. I ran right? into
1: that too is the moisture will come will, will get to the outside of your sleeping bag but it doesn't wick away with the down bag from your sleeping bag kind of hangs out on top yeah and uh our sleeping bags were – especially with that QU tent, it would hold the condensation. And so it would just stay on top of your sleeping bag. You just wake up and it's just – There. Yeah, it's just there. It's like nothing you can do about it. So it just, I think next year I might try a sleep bag see how it They're comes. awesome.
0: They're, yeah. I think you'll be happy with them. Like yeah. some of the early ones were not – like yeah, the one I, like I got one I got in like probably 10 years ago a was a – A Yeah, it was a 20-degree bag and – it wasn't a twenty. 20- it yeah, wasn't yeah, a twenty degree yeah. bag. It was. I mean, you could pack it into a single like three string. Mm-hmm. One of their three string stuff set or yeah stuff um, sack stuff mm-hmm. sacks. And it was compact and it was twenty thirteen that cured me of that bag. Though yeah. I froze my. Fucking ass the, off in that bag. The, the twenty every now. night, just like wake up shh, yeah. shivering. The, the <laughs> for two weeks, that was like those is
2: good. The twenty now is, I mean, Oh no, the no, center they're center they're center.
0: definitely like they're accurate too, and that's what I I've been using the twenty for a while, and I I took a zero this year, just like I like it because you don't have to think about it. That's yeah, what I always yeah. Like. I you know, there's it. been yeah. a couple <laughs> times in the twenty where I'm like completely soaking wet, and, and you start getting a little cold or, or like when it's borderline temperatures. Yeah. But you know, I, I got a zero and uh, that's why just like screw it, I'll take that this year and
2: mm-hmm. I don't I mean there's other synthetic options, but I don't think there's anything weight and comfort and temperature wise that is even comparable yeah. to this look. There are puff, some other ones that are decent. But your puffy is, is yeah.
1: synthetic too,
2: right? <clears throat> um I took a down puffy this time did, too. Yeah. I did everything I could to just cut weight. Yeah. I didn't bring rain pants. I only took a rain jacket oh my of. God, Dude, you retarded. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, Jesus. You got lucky. No, I didn't. You got lucky this time. If it starts raining, I put up my tent, and I just sit. Well, dude, <laughs> you got to have multiple layers <laughs> of... Yeah, yeah, you got to
0: double wrap it or yeah, triple wrap it. I get it. It's, right. uh...
1: Yeah, well... If I didn't have my rain pants, I'd be hiking down the mountain in the nude. Or in Half soaking nude.
2: muddy pants or that whatever. That would have been yeah. miserable.
0: Yeah, I don't
2: know. You're- what what usually happens is this. I wear regular pants and I bring rain pants, right? As soon as my regular pants get wet and whatever else, I put on my rain pants. I never ever go back to those pants. So what I told myself this year was well, why I even you- I should have just brought just rain pants. Yeah. But people do it. Yeah. That sucks hiking in, you know, on the nice days, even with the side zips and they're noisier and everything. So I'm like I'm just going to bring one pair of pants, and no matter what happens, I'm wearing them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's you're that. committed. <laughs> I'm committed. Yeah. Otherwise, it yeah. ends up being dead I've weight. I've heard of
0: like four, four different brand sets of ring. You guys, Failing. just for mine. You know, yeah. I took that
2: Grundin's top. I never had to wear it, but I brought it. I liked it. It was super
0: light. Though they the work turning. pretty. It works
2: pretty good. Yeah. I was gonna bring the bibs too, and I'm like, I ain't gonna fucking wear these. So I. Why am I even...
0: If you're not going to wear them, don't bring them.
2: Yeah, I'd rather either get wet or set up my tent. One or the
1: other. I've been running Damn. that Stone Glacier M5 uh, ring gear. I like that a lot. It looks oh, yeah. sharp. It looks good. Yeah, it works. I mean, it's it's breathable, so... I mean, it'll fail. It could fail. It will fail. But, I mean, it's, you know, it's pretty nice.
0: Whatever you got to tell yourself. <laughs> it, it's, it's not for timing. Yeah. It's not for um, yeah.
1: What was I reading? People were uh, changing out the fly on them or something, putting... Yeah, so it's different. So the zipper actually has Velcro on it, and it is it it's, like the pant because yeah, I, I I
0: really like the I have the it's the de Havilland pants or whatever yeah. that's what I wore this year. I really yeah.
1: like them.
2: They make good stuff.
1: Yeah, man. but the zipper is uh, Velcroed to your right side, so you can you can almost adjust it. Huh. So it's 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 different, but they're really like sporty fitting, which I don't really like. So. They're very sporty fitting, actually. Like, <laughs> skinny jean type <laughs> yeah, would not yeah. work for me. Yeah. yeah. So, but they're, you know, they're good. They work. They work good.
2: So No, but uh, what like I was Rundin's. saying was people are doing something to the fly because it leaks the like the yep. the way it is now. Yep. So there was a couple of people I talked. I don't know what exactly they did, but they did some type of modification to the fly.
1: So they probably put an actual zipper on it and then seam seal it. it could have been. Yeah.
2: Cause
3: that's what I would do. So those down bags you have—it's not the treated down, right? Not treated. I but haven't been able to trust that.
2: But yet. what I—my plan is because the, the I wanted a kuyu bag because they're like 1.8 pounds or something like that for a twenty, give or take, and it's treated down. And I wanted one, and. By the time they had them in stock and by the time I would have ordered and would have had it, it wasn't...
0: Anymore. I remember you having some Kuyu treated down, down jacket and you're like, this is bullshit. I Stuff's had, just um, soaking through immediately. Yeah. I, had,
2: I had their original uh, super down jacket oh, and, was and that? I wore it under another jacket snow machining. So yeah, it got soaked.
0: No, wet. it was like on the boat or something. I don't know. It was I got a sweaty and I was wearing yeah. it.
2: I'm pretty sure is what it was. But yeah, Man, the... But the original Super Down stuff was not the as near as advanced as the treated stuff now. Yeah. That was okay. the ten year old jacket. I don't know, something like that. But I do want to try the, the Kuyu twenty degree bag. I'm interested how yeah. it performs. Everybody I've talked to said they're awesome. And they're the weight you cannot beat it. Um Looks like it'd be a good option. I think
1: Stone Glacier is doing the same thing now too. They came out with a treated down. Mm -hmm. They had some big video about like some seals running into an icy lake and then jumping in the (laughs) their sleeping bags. I'm like, that's a little extreme, but good for (laughs) you guys. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I'll have. I'm gonna do the try the Kuyu one next year. It's just it's eight hundred dollars. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like when I yeah. look at a, better when I look a at my sleeping bag. sleeping
2: bag arsenal, I'm like, I could buy a car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, not nowadays, but yeah, a couple it, of years ago I could. And a good
0: synthetic <laughs> yeah. one, you know, is a couple four, hundred, yeah, four three. or five hundred bucks. I don't know. It's like I want to believe, man. It's like I want to believe, yeah. But can I? the treat treated down. It's a big. There's junk. a lot of
2: people using them. Who
3: cares how durable it, it is.
0: Yeah. But I'm—I mean,
3: synthetic bags pack out though, you know. Eventually, the, yes. they lose loft. Yeah, I think quicker than down does if and, you take
2: care of it. And I would guess that that synthetic material soaks up more of your like sweat and shit like that, and there's nowhere for it to really go, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, of course, a down bag does the same, but that synthetic stuff in there is just—it's just a thin layer, of, you know, whatever you want to call it. Right. Yeah. And I would assume that it. After, after. Yeah, I've been. I using think with anything while, though, I guess. you know, your body oils on down, it <clears throat> same that. But you can wash that out. I'm yeah curious how durable the durable water yeah. repellent is. The, a lot of people are using them, and I don't hear many problems. So a sleeping bag should be taken care of, right? When you're hunting, and like it should be yeah. on your mind. Like it better be in either a dry sack or mm-hmm. garbage bag, something. Yeah. And if you're if you're just willy-nilly fucking around don't care where you're like John yeah. you better have a synthetic <laughs> name chopping. Like, no John knows it <laughs> yeah. he just fucking throws strap it to the back of his pack in a rainstorm and, and use it that night <laughs> <laughs> like, just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, i tell you right now but yeah <clears throat> <clears throat> just take care of him. think about it yeah,
0: yeah.
3: I've crawled in mine soaking soaking wet <laughs> on some goat hunts and been really glad I had synthetics yes.
0: even on sheep hunts it's like few times i'm like oh, i'm glad i got a synthetic bag i
1: <laughs> can just crawl right in yeah it's hard to stay so i don't
0: know i don't know
1: they're nice like what's it worth i'm gonna buy a synthetic bag now i was on the i was on the fence but now that's look bag is synthetic. fantastic yeah you gotta
3: have it in your bag of
2: tricks
1: yeah yeah the down's nice but like you're saying you just have to be very careful about what you're doing you know
2: I brought an extra pair of, or I brought one pair of long underwear and I just wore them each night with yeah. the merino top and it was fine.
0: Yeah. See, that's one thing I've, I've quit a few years ago. I quit bringing long john bottoms. Like I'll wear like a merino, like, or I'll wear like a synthetic t-shirt or, and then a bait, like a merino top and then, you know, a hoodie will go over that or whatever, yep. but yeah, I quit wearing long johns because they get so hot hiking. Yeah. I, ne- yeah. I find that I never, never wore. Them. I
2: don't. I don't wear them hiking at all. Uh, under rain gear, I would wear them.
0: It's got the pajamas on. Yeah, just is it like a onesie that <laughs> yeah.
2: buttons up and, and the and ass buttons. Yeah, yeah. the old yeah. red ones. Yep. Yeah, the red ones. They yeah. sell them.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I bet they do. They do. Yeah. Well, anyway, I don't know. We probably better get get rolling, get kids, got to get put to bed and all that. These guys dipping like fiends over here. You chewed, just me. You on the
1: wintergreen? Yeah, just me. He went to the dentist. The dentist didn't even know he chewed. No, I'm like, Fuck. I chew every day. He's like, well, keep it up because you're doing a good job. <laughs> Why can't... You... <laughs> this dude can pound cheeseburgers
0: all he wants. You're like just freaking throwing in one dip after another.
1: <laughs> we were out hunting my... So last year we were out hunting, I brought one can and then Huge mistake! Huge mistake! Like day four, I'm like, oh, gotta, you'd be
0: so angry. I gotta
1: conserve, so I would like take it out and put it back in the can.
0: Oh, that's I didn't bring. Well, uh,
1: I'm the only one chewing out of it, so I mean, I didn't
2: bring rain pants, but I brought ten things of zin. <laughs> yeah. Like if I run out of anything, it better not be fucking zin. Yeah. <laughs> so this year,
0: so are you like pretty much fully over on zin now? Like I, would, I would just yeah, I would just go back to dipping if no, I was you.
2: They just don't ruin my teeth. Um, there's no tobacco. It's just nicotine. which oh, I, I got a really picture
3: from my cousin that might make you...
2: From Zin? What do you do? Reconsider. Do you eat one or what? No, you his snorted? lip is all torn up. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, mine is not. No, right. I haven't... What? This is like year two or three of Zin? I haven't chewed since that uh, that bear hunt in 2017. He collects the points. The, the Zin points? points? I have yeah, enough for a
0: Copenhagen sent me a bottle opener one time. <laughs> Did they? Come back. They, they sent we me miss a bo- you. <laughs> no, this was before I... They sent me. A, it's like uh, maybe I even have it hanging right here. If we have any twist-off bottles that I can open <laughs> with it, yeah. I repaired my 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 warthog tusk bottle opener. Oh, look at that! Copenhagen sent me it? that one. Rent. My fingers are getting slippery.
2: Yeah, we were saving um, up for this Yeti cooler for from Zinn or whatever, and then uh, we finally got enough points, and it's not even on their freaking website anymore. I'm like, what do I do with those Who's all? we? Me and a couple of friends are, oh. are like, <laughs> competing to see. You stuff. and the wife. <laughs> yeah. She enters all of them for me Oh all points, yeah. But me and a couple of friends are uh, in, like, a battle to see who could get it first, and now it's not even there. So oh. yeah. I'm just back to chewing for fun.
0: Lame. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they sent me Cop- – Copenhagen you used to send me stuff on my birthday. Like, one one year was a package of <laughs> – It was a package of uh, personalized, like, carpenter's pencils. Mm. Nice. TF on them. Do you order it direct, or how do they have your info? It
2: was, like, Marlboro, like, points. Getting points, yeah. Yeah. Or,
0: like, it was, well, one, I think it was only ever one thing I, like, turned in or something like that, and then they got you. You know, they know they they got you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's funny, because they send me, like, the discount things, because now it's, like, 8 bucks for a 10.
0: Here, you've spent 10, oh, it's, it's only, well... Yeah. Or are you doing Copenhagen? Yeah. like, Wintergreen. Yep. I was gonna say it's only eight bucks. I probably yeah. It's like eight, snuffs. Probably like
1: say eight, eight bucks a tin. So they'll send you like a fifty percent <laughs> off coupon. But everywhere I go to use it, like oh we don't we don't take those. I'm like, what do you <laughs> mean you don't take them? I'm like I don't know Co- they don't take them. I took them to McPeaks. I took them to like every gas station I go to. They're like we don't we don't redeem those. Oh, I so, guess it would be on them to get yeah. their.
2: Yeah, I see. So whatever. <laughs> so
0: that's weird. So are the wintergreen are they doing plastic cans still? Yeah, because it seems plastic like
1: cans with the tin top. They for some to do reason, all I used tin. To,
0: well, yeah. See, I yeah, forty-eight. There, I okay. use for cardboard. I feel like I've been gypped <laughs> because <laughs> when I started dipping, well, I started chewing Redman, and then I got on Copenhagen. And it was all, like, fully plastic cans. Yeah. And then it was, like, a novelty. Then they started doing the tin top, or, like, the tin tops, uh-huh. tin lids. And, you know, yeah. now we're cooking. And then you go to lower 48, and it's, like, at the time, whatever, like, $5 a can. It seemed like seen by dirt cheap, and you're buying rolls and shipping them up here and storing them in the freezer and, <laughs> you know, and the cardboard cans. Yeah. Now we even got cardboard cans up mm-hmm. here. Right? They do sell which, them up here? They do. Yeah. The which snuff, snuff
1: usually has cardboard. Snuff and, and long wax inside of it, yeah.
0: Which I'm sure the plastic cans keep it fresh for longer, but it's just a novelty. Yeah. yeah. I can just talk about the stuff now.
1: It's a dirty habit. Longingly. I should probably quit. Did but. your cousin chew
2: tobacco too at the same time or what? No. Well, because there's nothing in this. It's just nicotine salt. Yeah, I don't it's know. That's what they tell you. No, yeah. He-
1: been smoking. Well, there's a big rumor in. going around about Copenhagen <coughs> or tobacco, too, that there's fiberglass in it. And I'm like...
0: Well, that's I been just, since I was, like, knee-high to a grasshopper. Yeah.
2: I chewed nicotine <laughs> gum in a there. lot. Well, it probably is. A <laughs> and the... Jack your lips up. The better. problem with the gum is I was chewing it so much, I'd, you know, wake up in the morning, my jaw was sore, like, every day. You know, i just chewing it nonstop yeah. all day long. You forgets quite the workout. What about the patch? Never tried one.
1: We haven't either? No. I never yeah. had... I... I None, I don't intend none of to quit, stuff. So.
0: I, had, <laughs> I had to quit. I just had to quit cold turkey because, like, I would do. You I did tried, a good job. You did. I tried the Zin stuff, and I would just end up with like eight of them, and like stuffed <laughs> like on either side, up, down, everywhere. And I'm like, it's why good, am I why am I doing this right to myself? I <laughs> yeah. just, it's not the same. No, you know? you've done well though. No, I have. You know, pretty much. You no, know, I haven't. I haven't touched. I still dream about it. I haven't touched. I haven't had a dip since August seventeenth of twenty eighteen.
1: That's pretty good.
0: That's that impressive. the hunt uh, I took that ram on. That was the last like. Kobe yeah, night, and I, I guess I bought
2: that October on that bear hunt. It was the last time I chewed.
0: Yeah, and Frank was done like before that. So a long time before that.
1: Yeah, my dad's been off it for twenty years now. It's funny because I remember in high school when I was younger, uh, he'd get up after dinner and. If you chew, you know, like after you get done eating, you're like, okay, I'm put a dip in. You go in the bathroom. You mean
0: like twenty four hours a day after Yeah. you get yeah. <laughs> When you wake up, yeah. you take a pass, drink coffee, <laughs> have breakfast. <Yeah. laughs> it's about that time.
1: Yeah. He go to the bathroom for like two seconds, I'm like, man, that was really fast. And then it wasn't until I started dipping, I'm like, I know exactly what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> he went in the bathroom, and put a chew in. You know? Oh man. Yeah. It's a dirty habit. Oh it stop. is. Do I they
0: I was just gonna say since then, I mean, like, I'll, I'll, I'll smoke a cigar every now and then. Like sometimes I'll get a pack of cigar and like maybe have like or like the, quote unquote cigars, not real cigars, sure, but, sure. You know, yeah, like you know, one every day or two till the pack's gone and then whatever. But I just like I don't I don't like smoking. Yeah. So it's just like yeah, like one or. Half one. My dad's fit, a huge will, cigar. Will fan set now. me for a while, and then any more than that, I'm just like.
1: Bleh. When we went up caribou hunting, my dad, my dad's a big cigar guy now, yeah. so he'll smoke a cigar every day. But he took one up there, and we stashed it in the woods. He's like, "Make sure you mark this with your range, like waypoint this." So we're like, "I know where it's at." So. uh He hiked his ass off. He did a good job hiking everything down, you know. So he's like, I just can't wait to smoke my cigar. (laughs) I just can't wait to smoke my cigar. So second we were done, we got back to camp. He's like a little chipmunk digging up the ground, pulled his cigar out, lit it up. And we watched (laughs) a movie and ate mountain houses, and he smoked his cigar. Nice. (laughs) He's like, this is awesome. Good for you, Dad. Good for you.
0: (laughs) Oh, man. Well, boy, it's been good catching up with you a little bit. Yeah. we'll have to like we'll have to do some like try to do some rapid fire stuff. <laughs> I mean, it's still busy because what? Um, it's a are lot. You, to are cover. you going? Are you going to come caribou hunting? Yeah, this I'll next go next week. There. Yep, you'll meet us uh, go yeah, up there. I, yep, um, and you'll be on your way back, right? Yeah, you can give us a report, or you're just yeah. gonna like go AWOL. wall and I'll wait. You go a wall. You're but. going. up <laughs> <there>. <laughs>
1: We're gonna talk after. That. Yes.
0: I yeah. mean, it's going to be a short trip for us. You know you got to focus on video stuff and I whatnot, it. but it should be it should be fun, like nice, relaxing. Like get up there and. Are you staying through the next weekend or just no? Just uh, it's pretty short. Like okay. we're going the third and coming back. Like we'll probably be back late the sixth, so we will probably leave afternoon of the sixth. Okay,
1: well, yeah, yeah I'll go up there. It'll be fun. I need to shoot a caribou up there. I've yet to shoot a caribou in the hall road. <laughs> I don't even care.
0: Like I'm just gonna have fun and hunt, and shoot maybe him. I'll get one. Shoot a grizzly bear. No, I don't want to do that though because I love hunting in the spring. <laughs> it's the, I <laughs> knew Me I was too. Gonna,
2: I knew I wasn't going to be hunting grizzlies next yeah. spring, so I'm like, I this fall I'm just like I'm going to shoot one. Might as well <laughs> yeah. let him
0: have it. It should be no limit. There should not be up yeah. there. Like all the that's a whole other topic. Like I yeah. saw
2: nine that night. The night I shot mine. Nine. nine jesus
0: there's a ton of grizzly bears right now there anyway all right everybody thanks for listening um thanks you guys for for showing up and uh if you enjoy the podcast appreciate it if you leave a good review on itunes or whatever platform you listen on and uh, if you have any comments or questions you can email podcast at tundertalkak.com thanks